Guys, welcome back to Kind of Funny Studio Ghibli Miyazaki in review. That's right, we are ranking and reviewing every movie written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hello. The Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning, everybody. The matchy matchy Nick Scarpino. Show it off. Show off your pride right now. Look at look at how perfectly he's matched so matchy and, and t-shirt. Is. He's like an elementary. He's like an elementary school <laughs> student. Like, show, show, show us your shirt. Show us your shirt. <laughs> Miko, like show one? me that. Show, Miko, show the shirt I bought you. Show him to. <laughs> I got go geeky. <laughs> and joining us once again is Ubisoft's own Belinda Garcia. What's up? What's up? You know, I put the hat and the shirt on this morning, and I was like, "This is feels like a mistake," but I'm going to do it, <laughs> it's and not. I'm going to throw it on, and we'll see what people. We're not, say. We're not making fun I, of to, you. Yeah, to be clear to you, Nick, no yeah. one here was making fun of you for the matching. They were making fun of you for how you showed the shirt. <laughs> oh, no, I know, I know, but you guys understand that <laughs> if I give you jackals anything to talk about. <laughs> You'll find a way to insult me. Yeah, oh, you're on this. Hey, you're with us, motherfucker. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm you're one the worst the one of us. Usually. Yeah, <laughs> we learned from you. Absolutely. Sharks smell blood. If it's my blood, yeah. well, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it happens. Exactly. Exactly. Um, this show happens every Friday right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and Tuesday. Uh, next week, we're actually flipping the script a little bit. We're going to do another Miyazaki in review for uh, Howl's Moving Castle on Tuesday. And then on Friday, we're going to do the new Mulan movie that's coming out on Disney+. Plus. That's very exciting stuff. Uh, then after that, it'll flip back to the normal schedule of Miyazaki on Fridays because we're switching over to Batman in review on Tuesdays. Very excited for that. Uh, we're doing a whole bunch of Batman movies, every theatrically released Batman movie. A f- I mean, uh, after a full week of animated features, let's get some testosterone in this yeah. fucking review. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's get some mm, Batman beating up dudes, murdering throw people. a little absolutely. bit of Arnold sprinkled on top. You know what I mean? But we are starting with that. Nice to meet you. So there'll just be a lot of tights. A lot of uh, tights on. I've never seen the first one. The 89 Batman? No. 66. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that one's a hard one to get through. But it's good. That one's fun. It's It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Not great. I've never seen it. It's going to be good. Anyways, you can watch the show live on Twitch or you can watch it later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen. Just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews and we'll be right there for you. Please leave the good reviews. We'd very much appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producer, Muhammad Muhammad did. Thank you very much. Thanks, Muhammad Muhammad. We're talking about Spirited Away. Uh, released on July 20th, 2001, once again directed by Hayao Miyazaki. A whole bunch of fun uh, facts for this one based on uh, him directing here. After announcing his retirement in 1997, the filmmaker took friends of his to a mountain cabin. His friend's daughter and her peers inspired Miyazaki as they were on the verge of adolescence and extremely apathetic. Uh, The auteur decided he needed to make a movie for 10-year-old girls. There wasn't a lot out there for them. Their magazines were heavily focused on romance and crushes, and I felt this was not what they had, what they held dear in their hearts, not what they wanted, the filmmaker recalled. And so I wondered if I could make a movie in which they could be heroines. Miyazaki wanted a movie that was made for regular 10-year-old girls. The main character had to be ordinary with no special abilities or traits. The girls needed someone human to relate to and show them that they could be heroines too. The main character was made with the girls from the cabin in mind. Every time I wrote or drew something concerning the character of Chihiro and her actions, I asked myself the question whether my friend's daughter or her friends would be capable of doing it. That's a pretty cool, like, 
jump that's on rad. point, you know? That's rad. This was the, this awesome. is the first of his 12th retirements, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Seven. yeah. That, reminds seven. Of, that reminds me of William Goldberg back in the day. He was an 80s screenwriter and novelist. He was going on a trip, and he, he used to write stories for his daughters. And uh, he, his daughters didn't want him to go on this trip. And he said, well, you know, I'll write you a story when I'm on the trip. What do you want it to be about? One of his daughters is a princess, and then one's at a bride. So he wrote the princess bride for them. That's really cool. But when you started yeah. the story, I thought you knew Goldberg's first name or something. The wrestler. I was like, Bill oh. Goldberg? <laughs> yeah, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I was like, oh, name. I didn't know he had a first name. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, a lot of similarities between Miyazaki and Jay-Z, including the, the retirement. Naturally. But also this extremely fun fact that uh, I, I'm surprised it took me this long to, to, to realize. But I think that. It's a, a crazy one for this movie, but then retroactively looking back, it's very impressive. Despite having a rich plot with developed characters, Spirited Away was not made with a script. In fact, Miyazaki's films have never had scripts. Quote, I don't have the story finished and ready when we start work on a film. For a fucking animated film. What the that hell? Seems, uh, that's like, a, like, inefficient. I usually don't have the time. Risky. So the story develops when I start drawing storyboards. The production starts very soon thereafter while the storyboards are still developing. Uh, quote, Miyazaki does not know where the plot is going, and he lets it happen organically. It's not me who makes the film. The film makes itself, and I have no choice but to follow. That's, That's awesome. really cool. That's a really That's cool thing to say, and Fuck a very, yeah. very terrifying thing to like, a way <laughs> to, to work. work. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. a lot yeah. of movies go to shit when, because they don't have uh, stories done oh, yeah. first. Oh, it's, yeah. it's just crazy, but uh, I don't know if you understand my reference to Jay-Z there, Nick, but I might teach you something today. Did you know Please that Jay-Z do. does not ever ever write down his lyrics i think you told me that a long time ago and that made me um feel so much more inferior to jay-z than i already did so yeah. well, it's like, it's Miyazaki. Like, where's the cold it's like having the waiter it's like having the waiter that's like uh, oh, I, I got your also somewhere it's like I well there's eight there's eight of us and there's about 18 appetizers so maybe get you know get a little pen and pad figured out I had that that moment literally happened to me like last week i went to a little uh vietnamese restaurant up in pack heights and they're doing the thing where you can order there, but the cast register is 10 feet behind them. And I'm like, I don't see a pen and paper. And my wife and I ordered the weirdest shit possible. So please. And she had to run back and forth like five times to ask me the question. I was like, I don't like this. Ridiculous. The food was delicious. I wish if Jay-Z was your waitress, it would have been. He would have fucking knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> or Greg Miller. Uh, once again, music by Joe Hisaishi, budget of $19.2 million. And this is where shit gets crazy, ladies and gentlemen. A box office of $352.32 yeah. million. It became the most successful and highest grossing film in Japanese history to this day. I remember um, this is the first time I heard of Miyazaki because I remember seeing Spirited Away like everywhere when it came out. I never watched it. This is my first time. But I remember like being like, that's cool. That's that. that I, it was the first time I thought. Or, or conceived of the concept that like you could just make a narrative movie that wasn't about people fucking beating the shit out of each other and and have an <laughs> anime tell a story like that. You know what I mean? Like because everything I had been drawn to, other than like I had been drawn to things like Ninja Scroll or like Castle Caviosa, which were goofy. Or what, but this was or like what a, was the um, the movie that people said in chat that Nick would love? Vietnam Warrior <laughs> Seven. <laughs> okay, that's. <laughs> That was for '80s live action movie. That was that was the fun of me for always bringing up Hard to Kill, which I stand by. Hey, that's a good point, Nick. I stand by. The chat is telling me that I'm wrong about that and that your name beat it a year or two ago. So the list that I was looking at must have been out of date then. So it is now number two, uh, but still extremely impressive stuff. Um, and this is the first film to earn 200 million dollars in grosses before opening in America. 
So that's insane. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of money being made by this. Um, and a, a big part of that kind of had to do with uh, it being the first kind of major pushed one in America, uh, the, close enough to the Japanese release where it wasn't like a release many years later type situation. Pixar animator John Lasseter, a fan and friend of Miyazaki, convinced Walt Disney Pictures to buy the film's North American distribution rights and served as executive producer of its English dub version. Lasseter then hired Kirk Wise as director and Donald Ernst as producer, uh, while screenwriters Cindy and Donald Hewitt wrote the English language dialogue to match the original character's intent and Japanese language lip movements. Those people are all all stars from Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin um, and Little Mermaid. Uh, advertising was limited with spirited away being mentioned only in a small scrolling section of the film section of disney.com disney had sidelined their official website for spirited away and given the film a comparatively small promotional budget the reason for this uh, was because studio ghibli had retention of the merchandising rights to the film and characters which limited disney's ability to properly market the film so they were pretty much like we're just going to put it out because we believe in it but like we're not really going to back it so like, this movie off of it. this okay. movie could have done a lot better had a uh, they given it the the had proper push, but that's pretty. That's yeah, great. they had that the true Disney bump. But that's has cool. there ever been an like a, an, an anime that originated in Japan that that Disney gave a huge bump to like that? Because usually most of the movies I think of that are huge Disney movies aren't aren't acquired. They're always done in house, right? Yeah, I mean it gets a little mm-hmm. weird with how many people like they've acquired over time. But that's I mean true. even then, I guess it's all most of those are still based in America at this point. But. Runtime of two hour and five minutes and uh, for awards, there's a whole bunch of them. It won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature at the 75th Academy Awards, making it the first and to date only hand-drawn and non-English language animated film to win that award. In 2016, it was voted the fourth best film of the 21st century by the BBC uh, as picked by 177 film critics from around the world making it the highest-ranking animated film on the list. And in 2017, it was named the second-best film of the 21st century so far by the New York Times. So, uh, a lot of praise on this it one. It beat Lilo and Stitch for the Oscar that year. And Good Treasure record. Planet, correct? Yeah. I love Treasure Planet, man. It's disappointing. <laughs> I don't even know what yeah. Treasure Planet is. What's uh, Treasure Planet? It's Treasure oh, Island in space. It's oh, pretty cool. It's, it it's really literally cool. that. Yeah. Literally, and exactly it's that. it's 2D mixed with 3D in a really cool way, but nobody watched it. There was yeah. a slump where yeah. Treasure Planet and Atlantis didn't get the love yeah. that I think it deserved. Yeah. Both oh, movies were fantastic. I this is funny because I thought I I when you said this I had that that shot of the guy from Atlantis, and it kind of looks very Milo. similar. Was that the one where there Milo's was there was like a. Yeah. Yeah, it had the yeah. girl, the girl with the blue stuff that I had a huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, damn, we you guys know a lot about this era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then uh, a fun thing about that actually is uh, the voice of Chihiro is the voice of Lilo. Yeah, it is. So she had a, a good year. Did you recognize <laughs> the voice of Hoku? Hoku? Oh yeah. Haku. Yeah, Haku. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you recognize him as the voice of Binks from Hocus Pocus? I most certainly did. I was like, did you recognize Paula. him as, as the voice of Max from a Goofy movie? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Fuck yeah, man! What a, did, did you recognize, recognize the him of... as the, the the best friend of Eric Matthews in the first couple seasons of Boy Meets World? Yeah, he's a real person. <laughs> he's not just a voice. It's crazy. The voice of Lynn. Did you recognize the voice of Lynn? No, who was Lynn? Meg from Hercules. Oh yeah, of course. Susan Hercules, Negan. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, Susan Egan. Susan Egan did. Uh... Little Mermaid too, right? Or no? No. No. 
Why do I know season eight? She was in, she's been she a was Belle in the Broadway Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay, because I know That's I know her name. Know no, no, no. <laughs> <That's> I, <right. laughs> I, I know the name Susan Egan, and I couldn't remember if she was like why I know that, but I know she's pretty famous. Did you guys also oh. see that John Ratzenberger's in this? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. God bless him. He should be in every Disney movie. Did you just fit him? He's in. in every Pixar movie. I know, and it's a travesty that he's not in every movie. Period. Just across the board, put him in everything. Uh, but the voice of uh, the main character Chihiro, who is also Lilo, is also Samara from The Ring. Mm. So she's right, the girl the coming out of the fucking thing. Yeah, that's terrifying. She's crazy man. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Michael yeah. Chiklis from The Shield. I don't like thinking. It's got a great cast to it. It really yeah. does. It really. But really all does. these movies yeah. do, like they, uh, they, they found they, a way. Someone, some casting directors really nailed it. Yeah. You know? Remember when Michael Keaton was a flying pig? <laughs> sick Just the pig. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not if he's nailing this guy's. Can we get anyone else but Michael Keaton? This is uh, he was ba- but he was Batman. Yeah, but Batman and a flying pig are not necessarily the same thing. He'll go on to be Birdman. Close. Birdman was great. So this was my first time watching Spirited Away, and I've I've heard more praise for this one than any of the other ones, uh, obviously because of the awards and all that stuff, and it being the cultural phenomenon that it has become. And so it's like I've seen imagery from this, I've seen the the no face guy, and like I've just seen general kind of like clips of it. I had no idea what this movie was, and that became clear to me about five minutes into this. And I where, still don't. And it was just a, a roller coaster that, guys, I was in the entire way. Where I was like, what the fuck is going on Dude. i love the world that they created the main character every single thing that she does is believable and like the whole quote that i just read about like the the origin of this movie seeing her just the the way she's animated the way she kind of acts or moves it's like last week i said everything about princess mononoke just felt like the culmination of everything miyazaki had learned in previous movies this one feels like a new step forward mm-hmm. where it's like all right i'm gonna take all that stuff and do something so freaking cool and just commit to the weirdness in a way that somehow it's so weird it comes out the other side and isn't weird anymore i just buy it this movie reminds me of when they made they used to make movies for kids in the 80s but if you watch them now you're like this is not a kid's movie this is psychotic this is like that was it was back in the day when they used to just trust that kids like god kids will be okay let's show them these this horrible images from like 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 i got mad um witches vibe from this which is turned movie. Uh, Return to Oz for sure. That's a great touchstone oh, for this. I feel um, like we had a lot of Alice in Wonderland and mm-hmm. um, definitely like the Alice Wonderland, Pinocchio, too, but, like, like the but not like the new Alice in mm-hmm. Wonderland, like the old one. Where like you're like we're someone's going to die in this. Someone's going to massacred wait, in this. What? There's a new and an old one. Mm. Oh, yeah, I get, yeah, Depp, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 my yeah. The giant Depp ones yeah, are yeah, fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just the sort of weird imaginative uh, animation reminded me a lot of. When I was really freaked out in the episode of Rugrats where Tommy Pickles had a fever and he had these crazy <laughs> nightmares. Yeah, the fever. big baby. And, yeah, the big the baby. Big baby. Oh, and also big baby. The big baby voiced by Tara Strong. Tara Strong. Tara Strong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With the voice Wild. of Tommy Pickles. Really everyone. Yeah. Wow. With that all comes full circle, Tim. Wow. Um, know. You know, I, I like this movie I th- because, a lot. And I think this actually might be um, – spoilers might be my favorite of his so far. And I think it's because it doesn't follow – the same formula that the other ones have followed. And I think this is like definitely a departure from, because like the other ones kind of have that classic Hollywood formula where you're like, it's going to go this, 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 the character's going to have that midpoint and then they're going to go through. This one is more like you're just seeing this world through her eyes and the character development happens like kind of with everyone else. This characters, it's less about her journey and more about how people are reacting to her pureness and her being in this world. 
Um, and man, it's so, I mean, you can definitely see that he was like, I just want this to be an image and this to be an image and this to be an image. And the story is, there's not much of a story here. It's just more about like the creativity and the like, the the weirdness of this world and how it all plays into this character's journey. And like one of the things I really love is there's that moment where she looks down and she sees the train at the beginning. And then when she sees it again, it's just like covered in water. And that image yeah. to me is so cool because it's so... Um, it's a contradictory, right? You would never put a train tracks underwater because it just makes no sense to do. But those things are just like where this world is. It's so freaking cool. Belinda, this obviously seems to be a movie you care about a lot based on your home decor. <laughs> yes, I watched this movie when I was younger. So I remembered all of the characters, like the no face and the dragon and all of that. But then I watched it again this week and it hit me in a way that I wasn't prepared for, especially the ending. Um, but I kind of love that, you know, they don't really bombard you with the world. The world is so dense and there's so much to take in, but you're kind of learning about it through her eyes. And I think that's where, I think that's where I got really, really attached to it. And I love it. I love the, it even more. This time. The world is actually based on a real place that you can go to in Taiwan. That's cool. And it's like a couple like alleyways and, and stuff. I'm like, I, I was looking at some uh, pictures of it. I'm like, oh my god, it looks exactly like that. Like it's so, again, like just starting this movie off where it's just like them in the car and it's kind of just big grassy fields, very traditional Miyazaki. Mm -hmm. And then you go through this tunnel and all of a sudden it's like we're in this like weird semi-looking glass. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, you bringing up the '80s movies, Nick. Like that really is why I vibe so much with this. Like it reminded me of like Babes in Toyland and like oh, all yeah. just, like so many just weird weird 80s or not even 80s movies but like the movies like, i grew up with this just reminded, like, reminded me of time bandits where i was like oh my god this is terrible like it was about a kid but it was not a kid's movie but i yeah. watched it when i was a kid because my parents thought it was a kid's movie and then i was like i don't think i should be watching this this is fucking scary as shit and it's I can't weird and people get turned into pigs i can't oh, imagine yeah, watching this movie as a kid like it like it was scary as it's an adult gross. where i just had I don't moments know. Where i was like i'm all. very uncomfortable like if i saw my parents turn into pigs like that it was interesting. Sorry, go ahead. I was I was just like so attached to it because I, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen because it was so unpredictable. Mm. And the next thing that happened, you would have never seen because it reminds me of like you have a a, a five year old kid and you're like, and then what happened? And then the three heads turn into the baby. Like it just seemed like yeah, like nonsense thrown at you. And I, it was so imaginative and beautiful and like every piece of detail in the background is just so ridiculous and these yeah. paintings that probably cut you know took forever to make went by in a, in a split second but everything was gorgeous the only things i had issues with were how everything was resolved it just kind of happened and you're just kind of like i believe that but i'm still kind of bummed out that that's how it happened because hey i remember the river name now and that's you and then suddenly well, that's resolved and then which are the pigs which ones are your parents oh they're not here all right, cool. That's, so that's the end of that. Like, Dumb. it just it just all kind of like everything immediately was resolved in such a quick fashion that yeah. it. Uh, I wish there were some hints to, to that me, earlier. It to also you know. go ahead, Kev. I was gonna say it also seems like there are no rules where it was like, oh, who's this kid? Oh, he he's the spirit of a river. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They're in the spirit world, or. What you know, like it, where it's one yeah. of those things where it's like, oh, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, but, the okay. rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kevin, like, the, the, but like he wouldn't are... have been a human, right? Because she's the only human there. They would have sniffed him out, so he had to be some sort of. Spirit. Well, I don't know. I, I thought there was going to be a moment where, like, you find out that, like, if, after time, 
if a human gets stuck there, they turn into spirits. I, but I don't know. Yeah, because again, there are no rules yeah. in this world. They could just right. anything could be anything, which I like think that, is that... part of the the you know what makes this movie so special. The girl what? looked like a human. Like she didn't look weird. I know that like she didn't. I mean, you know, nobody said she was a human, but I, I always thought it was odd that she looked so human. Like what girl? Uh, the, the one Lynn, yeah. most Lynn, of them yeah. yeah Lynn looked like a human too oh, I think they just yeah. like embodied different different looks but to me what I liked about this was the movie starts off where she's going through this obviously huge change right and this reminded me of when I was a kid and I had to deal with big changes like that big changes and dealing with like going to a different school like I remember when I went to I used to go to Catholic school and one day I was just like I don't want to do this anymore I'd rather go to a public school that's like I just don't like the vibe at the school and I remember saying that to my parents and then I, the next year, they put me in a new school, and it was it. It felt like watching this movie, where you just everything felt so foreign and so scary and so intimidating at first, and then after a while, it just becomes you just get used to it, and then all of a sudden, it's you know that that for me was a was a watershed moment where she goes, "Oh, I remember your name. You were the River Spirit." Because at one point, you do turn that corner and go, "Oh, this is just." Oh, this is fine. This is normal. This is good. This is my life now, and I like it, and I can accept these things, and I can I can understand these things better, and I'm not scared of them anymore. And I think you see that um, through the main characters, sort of like I guess, her progression, right? Where she accept first she's terrified of the world, then she accepts it, and then the world starts really appreciating her, and then it's time for her to move. You know, she kind of like goes through it and, and, and moves on. It's it's really cool. It's really powerful stuff. And he does yeah. say her name in the beginning, and she's like, "How do you know my name?" And he's like, "I." think we've met know. before so yeah. yeah or i don't yeah. know he can't remember and i love i love that they're down there for so long that they can't remember who they were yeah and like what they're really and their, their real so names give them power cool. too which is really really impressive as well kev what this is your first time watching as well yeah so this was my first time i thought i had watched it before it turns out uh-uh nope nope this is, <laughs> this you, is you had no know. idea yep. <laughs> uh i i thought it was really interesting and it certainly when it ended i was like hmm i want to like try to sit on it and kind of think about what what the meaning of all of it was so like to that point i thought it was really interesting and really cool yeah definitely i can't wait to talk about the plot with you guys because like there's some things i don't understand it is gonna be crazy yeah let's get into it ladies and gentlemen get ready to be spirited away we start with shihiro is it Chihiro or Shihiro? I can't remember. Looks, uh, she's looking at a, a bouquet of flowers uh, that her best friend gave her as a goodbye present while uh, her parents drive through their new neighborhood in the middle of nowhere. Chihiro's dad is trying to be super positive. And this is where I think we see our first instinct here of like, this is not a kid's movie because dad's trying to be super positive and mom is not helping at all. She doesn't uh, care. She does not care. She's Mom's clearly the disciplinarian belinda of the group dad's just trying to hold it all together and you get the feeling that they had to move and it wasn't anyone's choice maybe dad had to get a new job we don't know what's going on here but nobody seems happy about this and the flowers are dying i, uh, uh, I didn't get a like i i didn't feel like he was a good dad you know i got weird I, dad I, vibes oh yeah uh, ranked I mean, very low on joey's list okay, i have to imagine so. <laughs> yeah it wasn't until i realized them, you know it wasn't until i realized like the oh yeah voice. totally yeah um, she was impressed by the broad shoulders uh, well, he, you know, but he had a little, he had a little belly. He had a little dad bod as well, which we're not going to talk about. You could tell he used to be like a linebacker in college. Yeah, he used to play. He played some sport and then met the mom, and it was just like I'm just going to slow down a little bit. You know, Andy, you just slow down when you hit. You don't 40. think she was an accidental baby? No, I don't think so. I think it was one of those like let's just have it and see what happens, and then they're like, oh, this kid's weird. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> She's I like, was super nice. They're weird. <laughs> 
I was I was kind of against the mom here at first until I realized it was voiced by Lauren Holly, who is obviously known for Dumb and Dumb being from Dumb and Dumber. Oh yeah. And the entire time, and she was also in a movie called The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, which I love. But uh, every time her she spoke, I just kept hearing Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, started with an S though. And uh, dad takes a wrong turn and ends up in a forest with lots of small dead houses full of little spirits. Uh, the dad takes them out. He's like, oh, let's go see where this road goes to. I'm sure it goes to our, our house. Meanwhile, mom's looking over the house, clearly on another cliff over there. <laughs> and she's like, I don't think these two roads connect. We are on two different mountains. I'm like looking at the house from a mile away. It doesn't matter. It was like dad's, a hill. Dad's just dad just got the, the Audi and the Audi's got that Quattro technology, Kevin, and that technology. He's like, I got all wheel drive. And mom's like, fuck. He always says this. You can say this is the thing he always does, right? Guys, we can go up that road right now. I got all wheel drive. I got all wheel drive. But and they get to a point where it's as if the dad becomes possessed and loses I, all like care and safety and whatever death sentence. Yeah. He's I going. feel like he's getting pulled to like they're they're being pulled to that. Like I feel like there's something mm. that's driving them to go. Cause like there is the, the like the moment where the like the mom also like is like come on it's fine let's go let's go let's go yeah and it's just they like, both they hunger. both just yeah. lose all care like all sense of care and mm-hmm. uh, uh for Chihiro where they're they get out of the car and they just start walking down these like treacherous rock paths in rivers and yeah. Chihiro's like tripping and shit and they're like oh, going, yeah. hurry up hurry the up mom, like, she's, like, she's hurt everyone is super <laughs> abusive to this girl for the first oh I don't know two just hours forget about her movie. <laughs> yeah uh, the, the mom is like also like uh come on let's go and she's like I'm scared I don't want to go in this tunnel she's like all right well we'll see you on the other side well then. see you stay yeah. here then you know what I got a lot of Coraline vibes Mm. A lot of Coraline where like just the parents like freaky shit happens to them oh, and yeah. you wonder what would I do in this situation? I'd oh, be that's so scared, terrifying. Dude. So terrifying. Can you imagine little Andy? Or even just big Andy. Or whatever Andy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Andy is now. Even 32-year-old Andy would be now. Terrifying. 32. He just, he just stares at you and then takes out a bottle of uh, hairspray and just kind of stares <laughs> his hair. That's all he knows. That's his, that's his binky. Is that your binky? That's my binky. At the end of the road, they come across an old temple. Uh, Dad just immediately wants to go to explore, but your hero is like, dude, this is we should not do this. And he's like, you're a scaredy cat. And then she runs to his side and is like, "This we're going down an old spooky tunnel that literally is like talking to me. We should be getting the hell out of here. And then mom's like, stop being a wussy cat. Let's go. And she was like, okay, my parents are going to die today. Dad, leave me the keys. I'm going back to the Audi. Um, of course, they uh, they go in, they look inside, and they find a train station. Uh, turns out the entire place is an abandoned theme park of some sort. And I'll tell you one thing right now. Every story that starts with an abandoned theme park. Right there. Just, you know what I mean, get guys? Out. So, get it's out. Not, it's not just a story it you want to be part of. No. It's going to become like an urban legend. Walk away. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Of course, uh, Chihiro wants to go back, but a gust of wind uh, that sounds like a moan pushes them all forward. And then Dad smells something. And I'll tell you what: when Dad's hungry, guys, there's no stopping him. Uh, mm-hmm. He thinks I've maybe been there. I've been there. he goes, "Hey, maybe this theme park's not abandoned after all." And then I love that there's a moment where it kind of cuts to Chihiro, and she's like looking around, and it's just this decrepit, clearly <laughs> abandoned theme park where if you smelled food, you'd be like. They're going to kill us and cook us. That's <laughs> yeah, human food. Totally. That's human remains that they're cooking right now. But like, also, um, it might be delicious. You know what I mean? I mean, Kev, I'll tell you what. I watched this and I was hungry. And I yeah. they get to this part where they walk through yep. the promenade and they see the one restaurant that's open. Yep. And it's just this delicious buffet. There's and a I'm scene like, where he's got the chopsticks and a piece of like... Uh, dumpling or something? No, it was the... It, it's like the... It's a giant piece of like... It's basically it like a bacon. Baby duck. 
Oh. It's it's basically bacon, and he eats it, and it's just like, oh, man. Pork belly. That's what it is. It's pork belly. Yeah. It looked, it looked delicious. All of this looks so good, so and good. it was animated great, and they were stuffing their faces. But I'm just also thinking, like, what is – mom, what – dad, what is wrong with both of you? Strange food. No one's yeah, around. <laughs> but see, but I love this again for me because, like, this is one of those things you feel when you're a kid, when your parents are, like – you have to do this thing that you don't want to do and you just feel like your parents aren't listening to you and you can't stop them. And that is like the most scary, terrifying feeling is, is being like powerless because these two giants in your world that control every aspect of your life are making you do this thing you don't want to do. I would have um, just left the parents as pigs. Like just... I'll stay right now. I'll stay here in the spirit world. You know, yeah, spirit world is pretty cool, man. Actually, I'm I'm starting to gain a name for myself in the spirit world, and people are starting to give me gold and all sorts of bath tokens. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Two, ten, fifteen years, Andy. I'm co-owner of this bathhouse. Really? Wow. With yeah, with Ubaba, and we're just we're we're owning shit. You you can come in here, Tim. You can come in here for a bath right now. Fifteen dollars. That's okay. how much it's going to cost. It was ten dollars yesterday. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> wow, he's raising wow. prices. Andy's going to come with one. Oh, Andy and Kevin are going to scrub you down with big, big toothbrushes. I'll get the job uh-huh. done. You know what I mean? I'll get the job done, Tim. Tim. I know. I'll get in all the. I'll get in all the crevices. Kevin's going to scrub you from the inside out. Uh, of course, they spot you. They spot the <sighs> restaurant where Dad, where something's cooking. Dad's like, "Oh, I see something cooking over there. What's that? Maybe it's the souls of all the ants that Andy has burned over the years. We don't know." J.K. No, they find a dope restaurant with. A, is he shaking his head? I can't tell. Okay. I am. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> find, I listened just... to Mulan in review, and I was wondering if the ants would come over to <laughs> today. The ants come marching one by one. It's it's a joke. I am I'm it's willing fun. to. I'm. I, it's a hill I want to die on. Nick, Joey was also like, hill. "Did I miss something?" Yeah, Nick, this is your Damn, toilet. That was toad. a good pull. This is it's another toilet, toilet tone. It didn't pick up. I want the Andy kills ants to be a television <laughs> show. I want a television show. A shirt. I want it to be a T-shirt. Tim, Andy kills ants. I can see it. Okay. Somebody design this this dying Andy kills ants and make it look like an old logo for like the Twilight Zone or something cool like that. That's what I want. A 50s show. Uh, I don't know why. Just okay. right there. Creativity. Miyazaki. Inspiration. Anyway, they find this restaurant with a ton of good food and the parents just immediately start digging in. And I like, by the way, I want to shout out the sound design in this movie because it's fucking phenomenal. There's a moment here where he first starts eating and you hear a pig sound. And you're like, damn, he sounds like a fucking pig. And then, of course, that's foreshadowing. That. Is foreshadowing yeah. for when she turns them around, and they're clearly pigs. Uh, the place is spooky as hell, and clearly, uh, to anyone with an IQ above fifty, they're all going to get haunted or eaten or something. And I, I called this. I was like, I think they're going to get eaten. And turns out, that's exactly what Yubaba wanted to do to them. Jahira wanders over to a big bathhouse with a billowing smokestack. Um, and man, this movie is weird as shit. But I, this is the point where I'm like, I'm in because I get it now. Totally. I get the vibe of this. This is going to be an adult movie. This is going to scare you. It's going to shock you. It might surprise you, and it might teach you a little something about yourself. Also, um, the score is oh, so brilliant in this great. scene. Oh, uh, and I again, didn't, I didn't think about the size of the building compared to how big it seems like when they're inside. That's, yeah, that's it's cool. That's a cool touch, right? Because you look at the building, you're like it looks normal, but when they're inside, it's like it's just endless. I, I feel right? like yeah. they go up the elevator for so long. They do. I love that shot too because it reminds me of Harry Potter. When they were walking up the stairs and stuff, it reminded me a lot of uh, Harry Potter of Hogwarts. When they yeah, 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 I love that. Every, I, I, I massive vibes from that. You can see that the, the production designers were like, "We, we are, we are well versed in the classics, the Miyazaki classics." Um, anyway, she looks down and sees that train tracks down below, uh, where, where it's going through like a tunnel. And I like that because uh, when she looks back up, she sees Haku, who is uh, disturbed by her presence. He screams at her to leave before it's too late. And then she turns around. This is one of those like. 
this is like a child a nightmare you'd have when you were a kid where you're like, oh, my God, I know I should get out of this place. And you turn around, but it's too late because night just immediately falls. And she's like, fuck, I'm stuck here. It's done. I'm already in. Um, there's there's the moment where he's like, all right, run, go in, like go home. I'll distract them. And he goes and the like pedals come out and it's like, what is yeah. this magic world? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, real talk. I want to give a shout out to this voice actor because I think he might be my favorite young male voice actor of all time because like he just fucking nails this i love like the way that he sounds he sounds like a cool guy james marsden mm-hmm. is that his name jason, jason marsden jason, jason marsden jason no marsden. that's the dude with a stupid face i think jason marsden has a stupid face too marsden has a beautiful face what do you no, James Marsden has I mean, a very beautiful face, face. he has a, yeah. he has the face faces. of someone that's about to be disappointed and everything james, he yeah. does belinda you don't understand this is a long range joke Everything James Marsden does, he just always gets shit on, always. And it's sad. And that is just analogous to his career. It's it's Um, by you all. That is fair. He does kind of. We're just making an observation, Andy. Just like those (laughs) fans made an observation where they're like, he seems like a nice guy. Oh, God, I'm burning. It's sad. It's only sad because you. (laughs) (laughs) We are the ones propagating this lie that we're perpetuating this. Well, it's not a lie. His his character always gets fucked over really, really hard. He did get typecast as the the character that's going to get fucked over by Wolverine. I mean, it's because he's good looking, but he's not that good looking. You know, when you put him next to Wolverine. He's pretty great good looking. I would say he's good looking. Yes, you're crazy. Next to Wolverine. He gets fucked over in the notebook, too. In he sure does. Remember? Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. What's that one show with the robots on HBO? Westworld. Yeah, he did get fucked over in Westworld. Really yeah, badly. It's yeah. so, it was like his He's entire great, life, or you know, the the other guy's entire life. Enchanted. Just think about it. You know what I mean? You're opening Patrick. Didn't Patrick Dempsey <laughs> steal his his girl in Enchanted? He just always it that does. Guy. Yeah, so, that's a great film. It's a great film. All right, let's get back to the plot. Uh, let's see. She races back to her parents, but when they turn around, when she to meet her, they have, in fact, turned into giant pigs. Uh, and then ghoulish spirits start chasing her out of town. When she tries to retrace her path back to the car, she falls into a lake. Uh, the grass has been uh, uh, overtaken and it is now water. Uh, and she cannot cross that lake. She looks across the lake and sees a beautiful, beautiful town uh, and then a, a, a crazy, beautifully lit riverboat coming toward her. Um, thinking she's having a bad dream. She screams to herself that she wants to disappear and then actually starts disappearing. Um, and then she looks over and sees a bunch of spirits get off the boat. And this movie is fucking bonkers, man. Because it starts with just their faces and then they apparate. And I'm like, this is bananas. What did this boat remind you of, Belinda? The riverboat at Disneyland. Fantastic, baby. Let's go. I, you, I was going to say, Kevin, doesn't this remind you remind of the riverboat from season two of um, Ozark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, terrifying. Oh, also, yeah, the gambling boat. Yeah, yeah. I can talk about Ozark now. We, I, of, I understand the reference. Oh, Andy's in the Ozark train. Yeah, Tim Belinda, catch up. It reminded me of the, boat, the riverboat in the Tiny Toon Adventures movie, <laughs> which was a fantastic <laughs> movie. Because uh, gotta, I think, because there's a train in this one too. Come no, on. I know, uh, but I'm just saying we were talking so heavily about boats. About you you could have yeah. just said a, boat, and it would have been. I'm a stayed. little off today. It's okay. <laughs> can I give you guys a little? Can I give you guys a little bit of a, a, a peek behind the curtain into yes. Nick Scarpino's sure. world right now? Sure. Um, we did an episode of KFAF with James and Lise Willems, and they had such a blast doing it. They texted me this morning that they had like we were we're on this text thread with me, Andy, James, and Elise, and they're all going back and forth with new ideas that we can do, and they're all hilarious. And I'll. All I could do was respond, hey, these are really good ideas. 
And it, <laughs> it just killed the vibe of the whole text thread. <laughs> it's just that everyone's like, all right, well, I guess Nick doesn't want to play today. Sorry. God, I just. I could just I hear Andy. I could hear Andy roll his fucking eyes as I said. No, I did it. I, I like, did oh. it. Because the idea of the text thread is that these are concepts without, or these are titles without concepts. It's just like here's a yeah. here's a little wordplay. I don't know what it is, but just think about it. So Lee said Nick of time, and then James said Andy way you want it. That's the way you need Nick. <laughs> it's great, and I'm like <laughs> so creative. And I woke up and I was like, I can't think of anything, but I want them to know that I appreciate them, and I want them to know that I, I want a party, Tim. But it's just one, you know, you're just like I can't. I just don't want a party tonight. Dude, yeah, but I want to. I want to go to the party. I just don't have it tonight. The Nick of time oh, God, would be it. cool if it was like. Nick was the judge and you had two screens where it's like there's a timer in the middle and you mm-hmm. both are racing to do something. Oh, and like whoever wow. gets it like done first, Kevin. there you go. I like that. But or I'm thinking of a movie series still. where we review time traveling movies. Oh, that's a time. great idea. Bill and Ted's Time Cop. Oh, we start with those time two. Only those two. <laughs> we start time with those bandits. Two. <laughs> we start with yeah. those two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the classic <laughs> Time Cop. I, I, uh, oh, I opened up Google Images and I searched James Marsden. I I don't know why, and it's just I keep seeing his fucking dumb face, and it's just like Kevin, such a dude. disappointment. Kevin, James, I'm not saying he's face. unattractive. I'm not saying he's unattractive. I'm just saying his look now reminds me of a loser. It looks like he's about to cry. You know what I mean? Because someone stole his ex. Just pulling yeah. the blank. Somebody yep. stole his popcorn. Someone stole his candy. Someone Absolutely. stole his lollipop. Someone stole his wife. And he's gonna try really hard to get it back and fail. He's gonna fail and then cry a little bit. Have a little cry face. Corny Collins yeah. hairspray. He doesn't get screwed over. Oh, there you know. go, Blinda. Wow. Um, expertise I, right there. Are we have well, we ever we have noted been. that that um James Marsden is Kevin's Andy Circus? Have, have we figured wow. is that what this is? Like one day they're gonna fight. That's hundred percent right. <laughs> oh my Except god, I want <laughs> I want to watch James Marsden and Kevin fight so bad. That'd I'm be in. so fun. That'd be fun. I'll have a very um, frank conversation about him taking better roles where he succeeds. I think okay. I think his agent has probably had that conversation with him already, but we'll see. I like to uh, think that he likes it. I think he knows where his strengths are, and he's like, "But I'm really good at making the disappointed let's get face." Back to the plot. Where they offer him the roles, he doesn't have to audition anymore to be that. He's not even in this movie. Guy. We just got here because of Jason Martin. It's true. It's true. Uh, okay, so. Uh, she Haku finds her and tells her that he's trying to help her. Uh, he he has to eat. She says, "Excuse me." He says she has to eat some food from this world, or she'll disappear forever. And then he just shoves a berry into her mouth, and then she reapparates uh, up high above them. They they note that a bird is flying above them, and it, at first it's like, okay, it looks like a kind of a vulture or a crow or something. But then when they get closer, it has the head of an old lady, and this is the stuff of nightmares. This is the thing, Belinda, that if I saw when I was an eight year old boy, I would be scared of forever this is the shit that gets ingrained in your dna and then your grandkids are like i'm scared of this thing i don't even know what it is Wait, i don't not, get it yeah. i have no reference point for it not dude your it's classic miyazaki shit though it, well that thing is like cool let's start with the fucking your parents turning into these ugly ass pigs then oh you're in this fucking world by yourself what's gonna happen oh a crow with an old lady face and it's like oh i can't get worse than this immediately followed up with a giant old lady face yeah, and it's like that's all like, she's like a fucking humanoid old lady kirby <laughs> She looks like a big um. Uh, what what do they call those? Funko Pop. That's what she looks like when we see her in person. <laughs> she's just like a life size Funko Pop. Or like these giant ass don't head. Work. Yeah. Uh, Chihiro's leg. Chihiro's legs don't work, but Haku casts a spell to help, and then off they run through a market full of giant fish and giant pigs. Uh, Kevin, sorry, you to say something? Oh, she said, "Well, why did her legs not work? 
Like that was the only I was time I ever that too. caused the problem. Where it was like I feel like there was no she, need she, for she that moment of fear. I thought she was just nervous. Yeah, she was no, scared, her legs were like cursed. Remember, he was like he did some magic shit. Cross. Oh, oh, to wake her. Oh, yeah, to, to in order for her to stand back Unbind up. Her yeah, legs, he was yeah. like may the may the power of light be upon you. Yeah, he's like river spirit. Yeah. Unbind these legs. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's, I guess. <laughs> we'll, I guess we'll you know what. Know. I guess I should have seen. You know, again, the, the reveal at the end. Oh, you were the river spirit. I guess that tiny little line should have led me to believe that he was a river spirit at one time. Andy, but it's I like made that, a quick. I made that line up. I don't. No, I could have sworn he said. Did he not say that? May the power of the river or some shit like that. I'm pretty sure he said something really? like that. Really? Yeah. It's probably. Wow. Power of Christ compels you. Uh, let's see. They cross a bridge. And as they cross the bridge, Haku is like, hey, when we cross this, you got to hold your breath. If you don't hold your breath, they're going to see you. And to which I would respond, wait a minute. <laughs> what happens if they see me? What's going to happen to me? I'm not crossing this bridge. Why are we going but in also, there? Also, why the just on way? the bridge? There's so many fucking questions where I feel like they made up a rule just because they were like, we need a little bit more tension for the scene. Oh, yeah. You know? It's, but it and to me, You're tense. To me, yeah. I forgive it, though, because everything about this is just we're, we're this world is bananas. And we're making up the rules as we yeah, go. Yeah, and there's yeah. some movies where that just works, and this happens to be one of them. And then Haku norm- pops pops off, and he just shoo, fucking orbs that little frog. Like, oh my god, god. Orbs thing yeah. was so dumbass cool. frog. And the frog's like, "What?" <laughs> the frog was the homie man. The poor pro- the poor- He's like, "What did I do to you?" The frog was Dude. James Marsden in this movie. It was. <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm just trying to make my way in the world. I hope I don't get fucking eaten by a giant blob monster." Yeah, oh god, I, I'm eaten. I feel like. If the frog was James Marsden, he wouldn't have gotten spit out, spit out at the end. You know, That's true. he would have just stayed eaten. It would have just stayed in this tummy forever. Yeah. Uh, after they cross the bridge, uh, Haku gives her a little mental map of how to get to Kamaji, the Boiler Man, which is dope. Uh, she tells him that she wants to work. He, he says, "Tell him that you want to work there. If it doesn't g- give you gainful employment, uh, Yubaba will slaughter you." And then Haku wishes her luck, and then she wonders uh, how he knows her name. And he says he's known her for a while now, but he can't quite figure out why. And I'm like, cool, foreshadowing. Someone calls out to Haku then you, that Yubaba wants to see him about his mission, which sounds scary and ominous. And Chihiro uh, heads off to set a Guinness record for the slowest climb down a staircase ever, <laughs> <laughs> which is – I love that. Uh, and then, of course, one of the steps breaks, and the sound freaks her out, sending her I sprinting down the rest. I legitimately of the jumped at this part. I don't know why, but I was so scared and tense. When the stairs broke, I jumped, and then when the stairs broke again, I jumped again. Like I was like, oh my god! Out of everything to get scared of in this movie, (laughs) not the nightmare creatures that arrive at just no. No, I get it though. I think it was it the music that made that moment so like probably that, and she was going so slow, and you thought like because she was being careful, she was gonna be fine, but then she just falls. Snaps. I like jumped. The, the amount I, of times I've gone uncontrollably fast downstairs are too many. It's like, I know what it feels like to hit a wall to stop. Yep. It's just so upsetting. Some my elementary that school that. had a lot of steps. And a lot of smudges on the walls, apparently. Um, <laughs> I want to say one of the, re- one of the things that so obviously adds to the tension of this scene is the production design of how this is designed, right? It's a staircase, and Miyazaki has that fetish. For just putting people high above with no protection. There's no railing to the staircase, which makes it terrifying, by the way. That's super dangerous. People lose their footing all the time. That's how people fall in the mountains. Um, 
And of course, like later, we're going to see her have to uh, teeter tot, like teeter and balance on a pipe that's just precariously placed above fucking nothingness and she's gonna fall and every time he does it i'm like i know this i'm like i see it coming andy i'm like he's gonna fucking do it to me again he's gonna he's gonna pop up my fear of heights and then she gets on the thing and i'm like my palms start sweating and i'm like don't fall don't fall don't fall it's mm-hmm. just a movie just a cook and then uh, she falls nick, down just, but then you know what she transforms to an airship and she there it is she flies away uh yeah. nick just just really quick a lot of people fall off mountains because there's no railing is that what you <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the okay. number one reason why people fall off Everest. One yeah. of these days, they're gonna put a safety railing on that mountain. Anyone? Yeah, everyone's fine. gonna be fine. Everyone's yeah, gonna, be, gonna fine. be fine. Yeah, uh, I'm glad sec- someone picked up on that. <laughs> second thing, uh, yeah, no airships. That was interesting, right? There are like- planes, though. There are airplanes. Are they? Yeah, well, little paper yeah, airplanes. Little paper oh airplanes. no, those that was like Yubaba's sisters. Yubaba's There's always gotta be something, right? There's got to be something steam power. We got to train in this one at least. Yeah, I guess Yubaba is the airship. You can jump inside her giant head. Stop. That big old oh. dome. Pilot from there. Yeah. And do you think they have drink service in that head? Because I would like a Diet Coke right now. Man, she's got it's got to smell terrible in there. <laughs> like, oh, no, it smells like no amount oh. of Diet Coke could make that okay. It smells but, like grandma. That wasn't mm-hmm. the, the – wait, never mind. You're good. Do you remember your grandparents' house where you'd walk and be like, God, this place just smells like old dust every single mm-hmm. time? It smells like death. It does a little bit, a little bit like the creeping of death. Um, let's see. She smashes into the rock, uh, and then when she pops out, uh, she kind of sneaks past a window and it opens up. And one of the cooks, who's a frog, just starts smoking a cigarette. And man, I'll tell you one thing, Kevin. When I used to work at restaurants, I looked forward to that fifteen-minute break where I could just light up a butt and just fuck the world. You know what I mean, Belinda? God. Just- Fuck the world. I, hate I it. get it, dude. I get it. Like oh, the idea I, of being able, able to a open up a window. Yeah, man. Just got to get in there with. I used to smoke Marble Lights back then. Of course, came to my senses, Kevin. Went over to Camels, of course. Yeah. Just uh, light up a life. heater. Yeah. But man, we used to. They used to be like, "Hey, you haven't taken your fifteen minute break yet." And I'm like, "Thank God." You'd get another server to watch your station, and you just go out there and smoke as many cigarettes as you possibly could. And then they were like, "Nick." Make sure you wash your hands, because Kevin, that takes care of the smell, right? And I'd wa- I'd just like briskly wash my hands and walk back, just smelling like a fucking forest fire to my tables. I was not a great server. It, you guys might be surprised. There's a to reason know. why you got fired. <laughs> fired a lot, a lot. <laughs> anyway, down in the boiler room, uh, she runs into Kamaji, who was mixing up a concoction while so- soot spirits throw coal into the fire. And I love the that return. these little fuckers come back. It's so, so cool. So cute. I know they're so adorable, and they have a lot more personality in this, which I like. Um, and I love that they just immediately become friends with uh, Chihiro. Sound design is great here as well. Um, all of this oh, reminds yeah. me of of those movies that we talked about before. Very, very terrifying. I, fr- I love this because. You know, when you were a kid and you'd see these things, they designed these creatures to be scary at first. And then when you got to know them, they were endearing. And then all of a sudden, the guy that works the broiler room who has the big mustache and four arms. Big sweetheart. Endearing, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And and that's it's such a that's such a very tasteful thing to be able to do as an artist is to like scare and then immediately endear. And he does that very, very well here. Uh, Yeah, this this is one of the scenes that uh, earlier I was talking about. I really loved how well she was animated and like it felt so believable (laughs) that she was this young. No, I don't even want to say young scared girl, just this young girl. Just and, reacting, uh, her reacting to the, the the soot as it comes and like when she kind of gets cornered, every yeah. little motion she makes, I'm just like, damn, man. There's just it's this level of care that like makes this all believable. No matter the fact that this guy has eight fucking arms or that we just saw a giant Six. old lady face as a person, it's like I believe it because she because is believable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um she pleads with 
the boiler man for a job, but is rebuffed. And then Kamaji has he's like, I cast a spell on these little soot, little creatures, and so I have all the work I need. And then she looks over and sees that one of the soot, uh, the, the soot spirits uh, buckles under the pressure of the coal that he's that he's trying to carry. And so she picks it up and saves him, and then she carries it over for him very very you know painfully throws it into the boiler and then I love this because she turns around and all the rest of the sits are like okay and then they drop it on themselves <laughs> and it's super cute I'm like well this oh, is just immediately endearing. I know <laughs> man I know. I me too it. me too love it it's really cute. nice and I what, what I liked about <laughs> yeah, this nice. yeah, exactly what I liked about this is it showed obviously the character, but then it showed like a playful spirit that then plays into them clearly having an affection for uh, Chihiro and vice versa. Um, and then quickly, uh, Lynn shows up to feed the soot ball some candy. And then I'm like, man, I want someone to just throw candy in my mouth, uh, Andy. Wouldn't that be fun? And then freaks out when she sees Chihiro because she's a human. Uh, Kamaji tells her that Chihiro is her granddaughter and that he's hiring her. But first, she has to check with Yubaba. And then Lynn schools her on manners. So this is where I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I would push back on this a little bit because everyone's like, immediately starts talking about how she has terrible manners and is lazy and has never had a job. And I'm like, she's ten. First off, her manners are great for a ten year old. Second off, of course she hasn't had a fucking job. She's a child. Her job is to ride a bike and like maybe piss mom off occasionally. Those are your main jobs when you're a kid. That's it. Yeah, but do they really know that? Because uh, you know, yes, I'm sure they. I'm sure they look at the the frog and they're like, "Look, this little tiny fucking frog's been doing work for us for a long time, and it's never got a promotion, and then just got zapped by fucking Haku. Like this poor frog's been through it all." Just a frog, man. Just a frog, baby. So Lynn takes her up to the top floor. When they get uh, about halfway through, they're interrupted by a radish spirit who is gives me major Totoro vibes. Um, Yeah, Totoro is terrifying. Yeah, he follows them across the bridge, and down below we see that all uh, all manner of spirits being bathed. And apparently, this is just the place spirits come to just relax, man. You know, it's been a hard day of work over at the spirit factory, Andy. And let's just let's just go. We'll have a bath, and we'll just decompress. And this is a place I would go to if I were a spirit. If I were a spirit, I'd probably be the spirit of of uh, an empty cigarette butts. We'll go with that. Um, let's go. So with the that, spirits yeah. work at the spirit factory, which yeah. would be the same as mm-hmm. humans working at human factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they, they're, they're in there hospital? making all sorts of spirits. My, right. I don't know what they do there, man. I don't. They don't let me in. Well, but just, yeah, they don't let me in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> they uh, they are stopped by the same uh, smoking frog. So Lynn runs a diversion while with a, a little bit of a smoked lizard that she was given to by the boiler man, and then sends Chihiro up with the radish to see Yubaba. Um, and the radish kind of gives her a little nod, like they're we're, they're going floor by floor, and she's like, she looks at him, and he's like, mm, no, no. And then finally they get to the floor she's supposed to get off at, and he get like kind of leads her off, which I thought was kind of endearing. Uh, when she reaches the office door, the knocker schools her yet again on her manners, and then Yubaba magically pulls the girl into her office, which is filled with terrifying bouncing heads that look uh, like me uh, if Tim would let me shave my head. Tim, just let me shave my head. I'll look like these little green bastards. Can't do it. You can't That'd do it. This was one of those mo- the moments in this movie where I was like, why? Why does there need to be more terrifying, terrifying. things? Like, you can stop. You can just fucking stop. Yeah. Then we're about to meet the goddamn baby. Yep. Oh, the baby. <laughs> you no, know, we don't meet it for a while, but like, no, you just yeah, it's hear coming it, though. You're like, you know, it's a giant baby, and it's like, yeah, they <laughs> they hint to it, and you hear, uh, you could feel the mass mm-hmm. involved. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. and you know that like it was still bigger than I thought it was. Going it still to be. was, yeah. It's and just, you, like, it's it's just that sort of foreshadowing where you know, like, okay, this isn't the last time we're gonna see this big no. baby. No. Is there anything more terrifying than giant babies? Big kid, huh? Hey, 
big kid, huh? So go <laughs> over lasers in your fears. <laughs> this goes okay. So lasers and quicksand, probably big babies right in the middle of those. Yeah, wow. I no, see a giant I baby. I'm like paralyzed with were, fear. Were big babies not popular in the '80s? The, was that movie Honey, I Blew Up the Kids? So there was Honey, oh, I Blew Up the Kid, right, and yeah. it was shrunk, fine. Well, they and, shrunk the kids first. <laughs> I was well, yeah, but totally that was the sequel. Honey, I Blew Up the Kids mm-hmm. is number two, where they make the kid mm-hmm. a giant baby. But that came out in the '90s. I was totally fine when they were shrinking the kids, Kevin. I was terrified when they started blowing the kids up. Because yeah. you know you're about this close from just winding up in that kid's mouth. That kid's gonna grab it. When that oh, yeah, when the baby is quick. when the baby is walking across these giant bridges and skyscrapers, I had I almost walked out of the theater, Nick. I couldn't deal with it. Oh no, forget it, man. Terrible. Then they shrunk there. themselves in nineteen ninety eight. That oh. was not good. They should have not so gone good, there. Man. So good. Rick Moranis. They shrink Tell everybody about He potassium. wasn't in that one. Eat your bananas. I learned about potassium because of that movie. Wait, Rick See? Moranis wasn't See? in that movie, right? We're part of this generation, Belinda. You know what I'm talking about. Joey knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Let's go. Hey, then they remade it with that Matt Damon movie where everyone lived in little bottles. That movie I digress. Was one of the worst movies <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And it, man, I had to wake up Joey twice in the movie theaters because I was like, I'm not doing this alone. Yeah, so many people hate Joey, that movie. Joey Andy, taking a nap in a movie you should theater watch it. is a hallmark of her of her character. She likes to get sleepy in those movie theaters because they're comfy. Uh, Jahira asks you Baba for a job, but you Baba uses her magic to zip her mouth, and she's like, "You're just a stinking, useless weakling." And I'm like, Damn, "That's harsh." Uh, this is no place for a human. It's a bathhouse for spirits to rest and replenish themselves. Maybe get a little massage, you know, a little mani pedi. Sounds like it's just a nice place that Andy and I would like to visit whenever Andy wants to hang out with me next. Andy, let me know what your schedule looks like this week, and we'll go. You, you Baba, also, do it, Andy. Oh, you also wish that somebody would throw candy in your mouth. Oh my God! Right? Don't you? Just not hard. That looked like hard candy, though. It's gonna chip a tooth. I want like soft jujubes or some sort of like, um, like a hot tamale would be good, right? We were talking about that on the stream oh, the other God. day. Nick, yeah, Nick we said the throw the candy in my mouth thing, and like I looked over and I saw Andy make eye contact with me. Like we're in different places right now. We were, but I know we looked at each other, and it was one of those moments where both of us were like, "Do we stop this? Do we say anything? No, no like just let it lie. Let's just let it go." And here we are. In my brain, I imagine I'm running a marathon, Tim, mm-hmm. and instead of doing one of those stupid little cups of Gatorade or water, I just open my mouth and you throw <laughs> into it. And most of it doesn't go into my mouth. You know, it just hits my, like one of them hits my eyes and causes semi-permanent. You're like, ah, oh, refreshing. I'm good for the next two miles. Uh, let's see. Yubaba pulls a hard drag off her cigarette and orders Chihiro to rat out her friends, but uh, but the madam unzips her mouth and she says, all I want is a job, man. I'm just here for a job. Yubaba flies toward her and calls her a lazy bum. If she wants to stay, Yubaba will saddle her with the hardest job possible so she works herself to death. Uh, but in all the commotion, has woken up the giant baby in the next room. Yubaba tries to calm her baby, but Chihiro sees an opening. She's like, okay, this is when she's weak because she's dealing with this giant baby and it's terrifying. She asks one more time for a job and Yubaba relents. Uh, she gives her the contract with the stipulation that if she complains, the girl will have to join her parents in the pig pen. Apparently, Yubaba took an oath to give a job to anyone who asks. I don't need this throwaway line, but I guess it's in yeah, there. It was- uh, and this would have been very useful information for Chihiro to have before she enters into the negotiations. Yep. I'd be like, you have to give me a job. I'm asking. Fuck. All right. Here's the job. Also, uh, you- qu- quick question here. D- did Chihiro, like, fuck up? Like, she was supposed to get a job from the, the dude in the... She got the right? job. But the but he said you have to you have to get very this job has to be verified contract, by yeah yeah you I was the one that signs the contract basically I'll give you the job but you know I'll, I'll vouch for you basically but she, the, she's the big wig literally and okay. figuratively speaking right. uh, of course the, this so is you a don't cool think it's natural hair 
No, that's a fucking wig. That's a total wig, Andy and Kevin, whoever said that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at my camera. You, you guys are down here on my other monitor. But I'll take a picture later for, for the Snapchat. Um, let's see. You, this is a great moment where... <laughs> Snapchat right now makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to get into Snapchat in the next two to three years. Uh, she signs the contract and then Yubaba rips Chihiro's name from it and then renames her Sen. Basically, she's like, I own your name now. You can never get out of here because I own your name. And if you don't remember your name, you're lost. And I, you're so, so lost, cool. little soul. It's uh, a cool ass concept. Yeah, I love that. I love really when cool. Haku kind of explains it to her and breaks it down. It's like, Look, I, I'm I've forgotten my name, and she's like, "Oh shit, that's why I almost forgot my name." That's crazy. Like, it's mm-hmm. such a cool little uh, rules that they're creating for yeah. this. But also uh, terrifying, of course. you know? Yeah, it's scary. Haku comes to collect her, but she's much he's much more professional now and, and kind of assholeish. Uh, nobody wants to take Sen as a worker, but Haku orders them to, so they pawn her off on Lin as an assistant. But it turns out, you know what, guys, Lin's pretty cool after all. All that stuff, she, all that shit she was talking earlier was just for show. She hooks up Jahira with a uniform and tells her not to trust Haku. Uh, overwhelmed, Jihiro breaks down. Scared the shit out of me. Scared yeah, the trust, shit out of me. Don't trust him. He is the right hand man of Yubaba, and that is not a good place to be. Basically, he's the executioner. I made that up. Overwhelmed, Jihiro breaks down in tears, or Sen breaks down in tears. She doesn't feel well at all, which is pretty understandable because she's in the land of monsters and horrors beyond belief. Yubaba flies off for the day, and all is quiet in town. Uh, the next morning, Sen lays awake, shaking. Uh, Haku sneaks in and tells her to meet her at the bridge. She gets dressed and heads down. Uh, Sen gets her her shoes back from the soot spirits, which is just his most cutely endearing scene ever. So she walks cute. down and she's like, can I have my shoes, please? And they all just kind of like bring it out to her. And I'm like, dude, these things actually might be pretty handy to have around. MVP? Like, you know, like I need to refill my coffee right now. I just put it on the ground. They come back and it's all dirty, but it tastes good. They are the MVP. I'll, I'll I vote get, for I that. I give MVP to, to the boiler guy. To the, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's your call. Uh, what is Hoku? What's his name? Haku. Haku. I mean, no, because like she's rescued the whole time. He's all fucking bloody. She saved gross. him. Yeah. And then I'm, he saved her. But like. Yeah, I guess oh. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care enough to fight yeah. for it. I, I just feel you. like I he was you. trying to help, but like, you know, he couldn't remember stuff, so he's all confused about it. But, like, if he wasn't there to help, she'd be dead from the beginning. I mean, he that's so true, though. He is kind of the Thank reason you. why she was even able to survive. To survive. And he's the one who told her, hey, remember your name. Hey, here are the rules. Hold your breath. I'm kind of, like, trying to guide you through this mm-hmm. whole shit. I mean, but he deserves some praise. I would say he's AVP, not MVP. He's just AVP. Alien versus like. Predator? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, cool. I'll give that. Let's give that AVP out. Requiem more. Uh, she goes back up the stairs and over the bridge, and where she does, she encounters for the first time No Face, who at first I'm like, I don't know if this guy's. This is one of those like, is he going to be cool or not? I don't know. Turns out both. He's not going to be cool, and he is cool. She spots. Yeah. Him. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like that the entire way until they get to the grandma's house. Yeah. What? Yes. Like on the train, I was like, at any point he could eat you. Like I don't understand why he forgave you. Yeah, we'll see. There could be there could be a character turn at any moment, and (laughs) it would feel justified because this world has no rules. Uh, Haku finds her and and takes her over to the pig pen where she sees her parents, and he says, "Listen, you got to remember who they are." Uh, because if you forget who they are, they're going to be pigs forever, and then you're going to die. Way too much fucking pressure. Yeah. I uh, there's a this is the moment that would have stuck with me forever as a kid where it's like yeah. well that's just I guess I lost my parents 
That and, just, and the when they turn into pigs. Because that might have fucked up a phase for me. So I'm really yeah. happy I didn't see this movie. I, I would have done some therapy to get over that because I fucking love buffets. Oh, I love buffets. Oh, God. Phoebe buffets. Uh, she spots her parents and then yells at them. She's like, I'm gonna, I promise <laughs> to get you out of here. Uh, Haku. Am I saying it right? Andy, you say it. Say Haku. Yeah. Haku. Haku. Okay, cool. Because I think at first I was saying Haku. Doesn't matter. Haku gives her her clothes Haku back. She finds uh, the goodbye card that her friend wrote her. And he goes, you have to hold on to this because that is your real name. If you forget your old name, you'll disappear forever. Just like I have. I've forgotten mine. And she goes, okay, well, I'm going to um, I'm gonna remember this. And then, guys, I'm going to say it right now. Best part of the movie. He gives her a traditional Japanese snack called the onigiri. And I fucking love these things. Belinda, have you ever had these? I have it. Oh, Marona. So my wife and I ate exclu- – like we started off and we went to Japan eating like good meals. And then we went to a 7-Eleven and bought these little things. If for Kevin, for context, they're the little triangle know, rice cakes. With the little nori on it. Stuff, stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like we're just – literally we were staying in a nice hotel and every day we walked down to the 7-Eleven and just bought like 10 of these things with some shrimp chips and then just walked back in to the nice hotel. Damn. I'm like these are our meals. You're not getting any more money out of me, people. And that was it. Oh. So good. Um, of course, overwhelmed, she sobs while she eats. Haku drops her off back at the bathhouse, and he spots. And then uh, she looks up and spots a silver dragon in the sky. And she's like, "That's pretty." He heads down. She heads down to the boiler room where the soot balls are playing with her shoes and falls asleep. Uh, Kamaji wakes up to find her curled up on the floor, cold. He covers her with a blanket. That night, she reports to work, and everyone gives her shit about how bad she is at work. And she's like, "Again, guys, I am a ten-year-old really person." Really mean. Um, she dumps out a bucket of water, and then outside in the rain, she spots no face again. Um, and, let's see, what's that? Oh, it's a terrifying the way he was oh, just standing really there. This yeah, little really scary. Mask. I don't. I, 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 yeah, I was okay with no face until I saw leg, until I saw mm-hmm. thigh and calf. His like thin no arms face. too. It's like they're. I was okay with it huh. just being a floating sort of Fuck apparition, that. kind of floating through the world. But then as soon as we saw like these legs kind of come under, it reminds you of like when people photoshopped a uh, toad with legs, like long legs. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Ugh. Yeah, it's creepy. I think at this point, too, I think I don't think I made a note of this, but she goes, hey, she thinks he's a client. She goes, oh, you should come in here. And she leaves the window open yeah. for him. And, and he comes in um, unbeknownst to her. He is a terrifying ghoul that will eat everyone. Uh, Lynn but tells not, like digest them. So is no, that bad? just keep them around. Use their voice, which is even scarier. They, yeah, that was really weird. Do you think they had like a bad couple of days in them? I don't think those are days they're going to want to remember, but it's sure. definitely days they're going to stick with him. Uh, spending two days in the belly of the beast with just every, every, I mean, you're just being assaulted by all the food that he's eating too, which at a certain point, there's a smell factor that has to be factored. I have to imagine they're probably eating some of that food, not because they're going to but out of necessity. uh, Give me some of the Phoebe Buffet. Lynn and Chihiro are tasked with cleaning the big tub, which is definitely going to give them an infection of some sort. Uh, Lynn tells Chihiro, to get an herbal soak token from the foreman and Jahira asks her what the hell a foreman is. Uh, Yubaba gets a premonition that something is coming and wonders what useless scum could be slinking around in the rain. And of course, then we see it down on the promenade, the spirits uh, close up shop as the massive stink spirit walks down the, the street toward spirit. the bathhouse. Come still. Yeah. This there reminds me a, a lot of the spirit in dogma or the, Oh yeah. The God. shit monster. Yeah. The shit monster. Uh, Yubaba calls down to the foreman and tells him that they have an intruder. Uh, Chihiro uses that opportunity to scam him out of a token, and boom, you're learning, kid. Uh, Lin shows Chihiro how to let the water into the bathtub with a rope after she hooks up the the, the salt token or whatever it is, uh, and the rope looks a little bit like a noose, which is scary. 
uh, where then she pops off to get a spot of breakfast. Shihiro sees no space, no face in the corner, and he offers her more of uh, those drink tokens that the, that that the foreman had. But she doesn't need. She's like, I don't need any more. Confused, and then confused, the 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 no face lets out the most terrifying sound ever. He just goes, eh. yeah. They they couldn't have made this fucking guy any creepier. They were like last week with Princess Mononoke. They're like, all right, this little deer spirit's fucked up. <laughs> Belinda's was like, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna. Happen. As soon as I heard it, I was like, Here we go. And the way he went, and it's like, as soon as, as soon as she takes it, he's gonna eat her. Right? That was his plan. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, he was. Yeah, he was definitely gonna eat her. Yubaba uh, pawns off the stink spirit on Sen just to see how much he's gonna torture her. When it enters, everyone's hair stands on end, and Sen covers her nose with her hand. And Yubaba's like, "Don't do that. You're gonna insult our guest." And I love how this whole thing's animated. I like how they animate the hair like yeah, kind of like, like staticky uh, moving. Yeah, kind of. That Charlie was Brown-ish. awesome. That was cool as shit. The way it sort of like flowed all the way from her tip from her toes to her head mm-hmm. looks really cool. Sen takes the stinky beast's money and shows him uh, to the big tub <laughs> while Yubaba orders everyone to open the windows. It jumps in, covering the entire room in mud. Uh, Yubaba has to watch as it's Sen. shit, bro. Yeah, she Is was covered shit, in feces. Everyone was I'm just saying mud, guys. I'm saying mud. I like mud. Let's do mud. We'll go with mud. We'll Let's do mud. mud. Keep it I mean, that's PG. not geeky. what it was. He was covered in geeky. geeky. <laughs> oh, Grandma. Yubaba watches as Sen fights her way through the muck to attach another uh, bath token and refill the tub. Uh, she came slips in clutch, dude. and pulls... Oh, she came in clutch. Pulls the rope, for, uh, forcing the water to cascade down and flood the room. Uh, Sen realizes that the stinky spirit has a thorn in his side and asks Lin for help. Yubaba jumps in into action and gets the whole staff to help pull out, out the thorn. Uh, they heave and they hoe and they pull that sucker out. But instead of a thorn, they find a whole bunch of just stuff. This guy's got a whole junkyard in his belly. It's um, crazy. And it's the crazy fact I was reading mm-hmm. is that uh, the, the, this was from when Miyazaki was younger. Uh, one of his first jobs was cleaning some like shitty river, and uh, one of the things he remembers most was there was a bike, and he just couldn't get it out of the mud, and it took like him and like five other people to like pull like, it out, like and that story. visual stuck with him, and so that's why the bike well, handle is like one of the first <sighs> things he pulls out. It is a great visual. Um, Sen. Pulls the last of it out of the water, from, and then the, uh, the 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 tub water wraps around her like a cocoon as it washes over the room. <laughs> uh, when the tide settles, just the creepiest old wrinkled skull rises from the water and says, "Well done." And I'm like, "Oh no!" And then I guess just I don't know how and she gets the meatball. Spits a meatball at her. It spits and a meatball in her hand. For whatever reason, and... she's like, "I'm gonna keep this so that yeah. I can have a bunch she of people also... eat this." keeps yeah. eating like she ate it she didn't like it she kept trying to shove it she in other it. people's mouths yeah. I was like, Why? Yeah. so was creepy weird. like the face that popped up is legitimately horrifying it was so wrinkly and gross yeah and it, it was at that moment that i just you know i guess i it reminded me of in totoro where i was like when did i take drugs i don't remember taking drugs. yeah there was a <laughs> turning this, point this is freaky as shit and then that face like then formed a giant dragon just like Haku is. And I wonder, like, do these dragons, like, duel ever? No, of course oh, they do. Yeah. Dueling dragons. That's well, so, cool. so of course they do. That was probably a, another river spirit, right? That was a contaminated river spirit that, like, needed a good yeah. cleaning? I imagine yeah. so, because it has a similar form when it... So, of course, uh, she steps... Uh, Yubaba tells her to step aside when she does. The guest leaves, and it erupts, and it is one of those beautiful silver um, what are, um, river spirits. What are the duck spirits? They're, they're really cute. 
giant ducks just walking around. That's just duck know, spirits, I, you know what I mean? Those are the spirits okay. of ducks, man. Yeah. Everyone's got spirit. <laughs> uh, hey, Tim, did you want me to show this? Or? I would like that, yes, okay. Kev. Um, right. Nick, have you seen I wanted this? to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. They nailed what we were thinking salty last Bob week. Salty Bob on Reddit. Thank you, Salty Bob, for. Uh... Great. Oh God. <laughs> but also, fuck you, Salty Bob, for making this abomination. I'm putting that. I'm posting that on my Instagram. Oh, That's I, cool. We know you are, Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is probably one of the. Oh, worst I did not on. want this. <laughs> you didn't didn't want it. Didn't I didn't want to see it. Didn't want to see it. <laughs> Don't want to remember it. Uh, of course, the silver spirit darts out of the front door, and Yubaba gives Sen props for making her some scorilla. Uh, as the no face watches in the corner later that night, Lin brings Sen a dumpling while she wonders about Haku. Uh, Sen takes a quiet moment to watch the moon and the train pass by in the water below. And this is one of those lovely Miyazaki moments where we're just treated to some amazing art. Um, Certainly bring you guys back here. Uh, she eats the dumpling and then for some reason decides to eat the meatball. The dragon spirit spit out of its mouth into her hand, which of course makes her sick. And I think this is supposed to be like when kids are stupid and they eat dirt and you're like, don't eat the fucking dirt. All right, well, she ate the dirt and now she's going to throw up and she just ruined the family vacation to Laughlin, Nevada. Uh, one of the little frogs sneaks oh, around the big Laughlin, tub looking for Nevada. gold. <laughs> I'm from I'm in Laughlin, Nevada. Tim, I used to go to Laughlin. I used to That's go to Laughlin, his- Nevada. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Kevin has a legitimate question, which is, why are you ever seeing Laughlin, Nevada? And no. Nick's reasoning is, Laughlin, Nevada. <laughs> no, to be clear, I wasn't questioning why he was picking Laughlin, Nevada. I was using his, like, his voice yeah. that he then did moments afterwards to say it. No, but I, I, think I know why he picked Laughlin, Nevada. question of, like, what a weird reference. You it's know? not, though. It's just, it's a reference that he totally understands. From his when childhood. When people go to bad vacations, it's Laughlin, Nevada. Laughlin, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. We're going to Laughlin, Nevada. I, Tim, I used to go to Laughlin, Nevada. We used to sit on the, the river, uh, and I used to wear a T-shirt because I was so ashamed of my body, and I would eat nothing but j- those giant scoop Fritos and bean dip. Oh, yes. wow. That sounds, man. That Party. is taking me back to 95 right now. Mm, right. Uh, one of the little frogs later that night sneaks around. I think it's the same frog that um, Haku just bubbleized. Uh, sneaks around the bathtub looking for gold, uh, and then uh, I, no, he looks up and he sees no face. No face is like, <laughs> and he gives him gold and the frog's like dude i'll do whatever you want for this gold if you just gave me more gold and then no face eats his ass and swallows him and he's like anything but that just like just like meatloaf said that one time i would do anything for gold but i won't let you swallow me all right um <laughs> dynamite meatloaf uh, reference. i'm Thanks, really guys. happy we all committed to like holding just letting it go yeah. <laughs> each and every one of you are assholes you can't even give me that just a right right it's not your fault joke yeah for the meatloaf reference yeah. i bought yeah. well, we're, we're the bad people the you know? <laughs> you're trying your hardest and we suck <laughs> Belinda, I just want you to know at, at first for the first nine of these Miyazaki films, you weren't one of us. Now you're one of us. You were trying to be <laughs> all prim and proper over there, but now you're in the muck. You're one of the. Are you kidding me? Belinda's been us. one of us since Tim, since uh, Greg said that since Greg on Lion Toy King? Story got punched <laughs> by a fucking donkey. by a mule. Sorry, Belinda. Oh, you are forever. God. You are forever changed. Now you're one of us. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, the, of course, then this is the terrifying moment where when he starts speaking to the uh, foreman, uh, he's got the frog's voice, and it's really, really scary. What's up, Kev? Is there a problem? Uh, yeah, no, I got it. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, Sen has a nightmare that the meatball she got from the river spirit should she should feed to her parents, but to break the spell when she tries to feed it to them, she can't remember which one of them, which one they are. Uh, she wakes up the next morning to chaos. No faces, throwing gold around like it's going out of style and eating everything in sight. Uh, Sen walks back to the balcony to wonder where Haku went, and then spots a beautiful river spirit that she pegs as Haku. Only she's uh, she's being it's being chased by a buttload of paper airplanes or birds. At first, she thinks she's like, oh, it must be birds. Uh, she screams to him to come inside, and when he does so, she shuts the door right behind him uh making all of the paper airplanes slam into the door and die so scary. one it's very so scary. scary haku is a little worse for the wear uh but despite sen wanted to help him he jets away flying high up into the uh the top of the bathhouse uh downstairs is uh is Everyone is bowing down to the rich man who is now very, very tubby. Uh, en route to Haku, she runs into No Face, who offers her gold. Only she's like, I don't, I don't want. Just stop offering me things. I don't want this stuff. I, I got something to do. And then he goes, I'm not doing it, Belinda. Belinda, do it. It's so Belinda. Give me your best No Face. Give me your best No Face right now. Ziggy, ziggy, ziggy. There it is. Uh, again, she runs off, and uh, the assistant manager tries to smooth things over, but No Face is pissed and just starts eating everyone. He eats the assistant manager and the assistant's assistant, and everyone's like, okay, well, this went south, but we made all the gold, so let's just bang out. Uh, like my dad, this is when this is the thing, like, right? We learned a very lesson, an important lesson here. Like my dad always used to say, Andy, don't trust people who give out free gold because chances are they're going to eat you. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. freaks out and runs away. I can as see Sen your father climbs. saying that. Mm-hmm. It's an important safety tip. Uh, Sen climbs the building outside to go save Haku's spirit from bleeding to death. Uh, she ties up. I like this moment because she ties up her sleeves and like rolls up her pant legs. And she's like, I got to just run across this really, really precarious uh pipe that's seated very high above the sea because it wouldn't be a fucking Miyazaki film if it didn't make me my palms sweat with fear of heights um 80s Yubaba rolls in I, I thought this was Yubaba at first but apparently this is just another Yubaba lookalike that has dope ass Oakley sunglasses like the Boz used to wear Andy <laughs> yeah just dude. Flies in. well that was just Brian Bosworth exactly um she wait, 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 wait. Kevin what that was her bird she had a pet bird that looked just like her yeah, it's very off-putting. Terrifying. But mm-hmm. the bird didn't have glasses. Somebody was wearing Oakleys, she and I had, wanted... one, She had glasses. Like someone looked like they were, yeah, like at a at a fucking MAGA event. Like it looked. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Like they really want to talk about the AR-15. Like, some people really like glasses. I would wear I mean, Oakleys. But they were like the, they were like those like wide like '90s Brian no, I, Bosworth, yeah, I, I Chipper Jones, Chipper like Jones Blue wore these. Blockers. James Marsden and X Men. Oh, yeah. poor James Marsden. He did wear them. No, but those are different Oakleys, though. Those James Marsden Oakleys were, like, really <laughs> bad. They were really those were bad. were overly designed. They picked those up at, at the local freaking Hot Topic, and everyone's like, yeah, these are going to yeah. look good on the Mars. Do <laughs> you think at any point he wanted people to hear, hey, call me the Mars? And everyone's no. Like, no, never. <laughs> I bet you he hopes for it, though. I could see him being in there. Like, I'll get a good roll soon. <laughs> Um, can you guys still hear me? Sorry, I unplugged yes. that mic box. Okay, cool. Uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> hey man, you did a great job, Nick. We're all proud of you. Nick, you're killing it right now. You're killing <laughs> it. This is a hard movie to stay. You know? Tim, I want you to Tim, I want you to close your eyes real quick. Can you close your eyes for me? Oh, Lord. Sing Meatloaf. I, I want you to listen to this. 
And I would do anything <laughs> for gold, but I won't do. I won't let you swear. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. Nick, I I have a question. Yeah. Before Andy said sing meatloaf, what were you gonna do? I was just gonna go. Andy, like the best co-host on the planet, took it up a notch. He fucking, Andy, you tossed it up. I knocked it out of the park. Uh, oh, well, you back shit right there. Jordan well, Pippen, baby. Jordan yeah. Pippen all day long. Uh, <laughs> it's the only basketball reference I know because I've watched yeah. The Last Dance twice now all the way through. <laughs> anyway, uh, she gets up to the window, but it's latched, and the little paper airplane helps her get in. Uh, she runs in to find a really, really cool pillow room, which if I'm ever a billionaire, guys, I'll be honest with you, I'm turning one of my rooms in my house into just a giant pillow room. Because how fun does that sound? Lay anywhere. You want to lay down right there? Boom. There's a giant pillow. It Turns looks so a, comfortable. Yeah, I would definitely want – I want pillows to be all over me. I want to be just hidden in a in a giant sea of pillows. It just seems so comfy. Uh, Sen overhears Yubaba telling them to throw Haku uh, out before he bleeds everywhere and then heads into the pillow room, which it turns out is not a pillow room at all, Kevin. I was mistaken. It's the giant horrifying baby's room yep. uh, when Sen oh, hides man. in horrifying. the pillows. Yubaba lulls the baby back to sleep, and then when the lights turn out, the baby immediately wakes up and then goes, you're going to play with me. And Sen's like, I don't want to play with you. And the baby's like, I'm going to crush your fucking soul and arm if you don't play with me. And Sen's like, oh, from, no. It goes from being like freaky to being extremely scary when the baby's like i'm gonna break your arm if you don't play with me it's like oh my god oh fuck the, okay the, no. so you're the not animation the sound yeah mm -hmm. the, the arm kind of the yeah. arm kind of like looking like it was about to just snap uh -huh. Ugh, which is one of those freaky. things where you realize suddenly like this isn't so much a baby as like this is like a giant baby body with potentially the mind of some adult that like you that's know, been kept has as been a spoiled. baby yeah yeah and yeah. it's yeah. just like the baby great. spirit that's great yeah. yeah this is great i fucking hate this and you get you get a little bit of a dialogue a little backstory on the baby here uh she never leaves the room because there's germs out there and she's a germaphobe and mom won't let her leave oh, the it, room was it a girl guy boy maybe it was, i just said I don't, I don't i don't know it was i guess it was tara strong so i just said it was a girl but whatever it's a baby it's called big baby from now on um but uh Let's see. Ooh, where are we? Evidently, yeah. Okay. So Sen threatens the baby with the blood on her hand. She's like, "I got, I got blood on, I got the poo on me." And then, and then the baby was like, "Oh no, germs!" And the baby pursues. Uh, she gets out and she goes to help Haku. The baby pursues and threatens to cry if Sen doesn't play with uh, it. Creepy. And then the paper airplane comes back to uh, in the form of Yubaba. Only it's not Yubaba, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the twist of the fucking century. It is uh, Zaniba, Yubaba's twin sister, who is slightly transparent, uh, but just a hell of a tennis player. Uh, you got to imagine that. Here's what the announcer would say, Andy. Uh, there goes uh, Zaniba literally floating around the court. Just... Oh, that's what the announcers would say? Yeah, that's okay. what they would say. <laughs> I be one of those fun puns that... Okay, I'm sorry, guys. That was a bad joke. Should've it's okay. It's off. okay, Nick. We're trying. I, I mean, you got to swing to, to hit a home run. To hit a ball. I mean, this, part, this part of the movie just, like... I just wonder, how do you even pitch this as a twist? Like, how... When you're in the writer's room, like... And then a Yubaba lookalike comes in. And right. then turns the three heads into the baby... Turns the turns, baby into a mouse. Uh, turns the three heads into the fake baby. Turns the baby to a mouse and the and bird the into a little tiny thing. Like just a weird sequence of events in an already already weird ass movie. I I, I was kind of just taken aback and like, what the fuck is yeah, happening is right now, Andy? I'm I so think by, I think when we got past the giant 
um, crow with an old lady's head, the people at Studio Ghibli just stopped asking questions. They were That's like, just it just went go. with it. Just go yeah. with it. Absolutely. I, this feels like uh, they had an all hands meeting and they were like, everyone give your ideas. There are no bad ideas. And like, you know, people can't give you bad ideas. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, if you stick this all together, people feel like it's deep. So it's going to win an Oscar. It's true. Yeah. The, yeah. The bird, like, uh, so the old lady with the giant head's going to have a bird. How does the bird look like? Oh, uh, it kind of has like her head on it too. Okay. Like it's, it's just a lot yeah, of weird choices. It's, it's, it's like, great. why? Why would it have, why, why wouldn't she have a bird that didn't have it, her head on it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> like, it was just a bird. Like that would be yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. turn it into a bird later. A small yeah. bird. Yeah, a little you tiny bird. It's like a fly. Um, <laughs> Zaniba uh, wants Haku's head on a stick for stealing her solid gold seal. It's magic and powerful, and she wants it back. And she put a curse on it that anyone who stole it would die. And now Haku's getting what what, what he deserves. Uh, she claims that Haku took only took the job with her sister to steal all her secrets, and he's a little theft. Of course, Sen doesn't like that. Haku He's wakes and slams bit. his tail on the paper airplane, which gives uh, Zaniba a giant paper cut. And I, lo- I love this moment. Where she's like, oh, no, a paper cut. But it's all the way through her body yeah. and like cuts her in half. Um, and then a chapter opens, plunging Haku and Sen into the boiler room. Uh, they, uh, the, the little tiny bird, which I'm just going to call the fly from now on because it sounds like a fly, and the mouse join them. Uh, Haku is in a bad way, man, and Kamaji uh, gives him, uh, divines that Haku is bleeding from the inside. Something in him is making him, or is hurting him. Uh, Sen offers Haku the medicine from the river, which uh, is, is probably still upstairs uh, eating. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, Sen offers Haku the medicine from the river spirit um, that she got. Uh, Haku barfs out Zaniba's, and when, when he eats it, he barfs out Zaniba's gold seal along with a little bad luck worm, which sends st- like steps on. Um, Haku turns back into the boy, uh, which, which in this is just like a really bad After Effects transition, Andy, where they're like, we don't have time for this, so just like do a little After Effects wipe on this thing, and it works, I guess. But it's just, I mean, come on, Miyazaki, you're better than this. Um, but, but, but to to combat that, there were a lot of awesome 3D scenes that oh, used yeah. like full 3D animation and yeah, models. Yeah, when they go on the stuff. train and stuff. That's yeah, true. A lot of really cool shit. Uh, the, little, the fly and the little mouse guy. Love them. Weird character choices, love I will them. say. Love I them. love them a lot too. Love but it's just like, oh, also like, oh, that's the baby. Like, that's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, there was like, a lot of growth there, right? Yeah, there, there, there's a, I mean, there's a lot. Emotional growth. Not yeah, you know there's actually. Tim, there's actually a cut of Mulan where the cricket is Mulan's sister. And I was getting, I was getting a lot of uh, Mulan vibes with this, yeah, with, the, yeah. with the cricket and Mushu. Um, there's a moment see. where the 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 bad luck spell slug had been stepped on, and like her little footprint was there, <laughs> and the little mouse puts his foot on there, and it's all like, ah, uh, and then and then he's like, the, do it, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do the, and he's like, oh, I'm okay. I love so that great. animation so really much. Funny. So great. Um, uh, of course, Haku uh, turns back into a boy, but he won't wake up because Zaniba put a curse on the seal. Uh, Kamaji gives him uh, some Campbell soup and gives him the backstory on Haku, who showed up out of nowhere and then was taken over by Yubaba. Uh, Sen wants to head to Zaniba and give her her seal back in exchange for Haku's life. Her parents will have to wait. And this is a nice act of selflessness that we see here. Lin tells Sen uh, she fucked up by letting no, no face into the bathhouse. And Kamaji gives Sen some train tickets so she can take a one-way ticket, a one-way trip out to Zaniba. Uh, upstairs, the foreman grabs Sen and takes her uh, to no face because he's been demanding to see her. The fly and the mouse come too because uh, now they're homies. And Yubaba throws Sen into the room with the um, now massive no face. Uh, man is his mouth 
all drooly and stuff. Uh, and it offers her food and gold, but Sen is like, dude, I don't want any of this shit. I got something more important to do. Can, I, can we please just end this? And he goes, eh. and then all she wants is to leave. Uh, and for him to go back to where he came from, but No Face is lonely and wants Sen so he can eat her. Uh, she gives No Face the last of the River Spirits meatballs, and it barfs up poop, just like the scene in Joe Dirt where he goes, I got the poo on me. And I'm telling you right now, guys, if you haven't seen Joe Dirt, you're not going to like it. Damn, you're I was wondering where like that it. came no, from. Yeah, yeah, that was Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt I got the poo on me. Uh, it's so good. That's one of the funniest. I, I real talk. I love that movie. And recently, I watched That's My Boy with Adam Sandler, and I love that movie too. And you guys can't take those away from me because it's fucking COVID times. I need this. Anyway, he chases Sen out of the room, and Yubaba throws a fireball at him, but barely touches him. And then he uh, barfs on her, and then continues to chase Sen out of the bathhouse, leaving a black goo in his trail. Weakened, No Face barfs up the manager and the assistant. The female assistant slowly continues uh, its pursuit of Sen. When they get outside, Lynn picks her up in a makeshift boat that looks... I don't know if these are real boats or not, but it looks like a bath, like one of the like traditional like bathtubs. And I thought it was just a cool little production design. Um, the, and she the, goes... The, like, the mo... The l- locomotion device, where it was just kind of a rudder that she's kind of just moving over. Yeah. Seems like, like a lot of work. That seems fucking awful. I would hate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. That's definitely one of those things that Kevin would be like, we'd, we'd all look at it, and then we'd look at Kevin. And Kevin would be like, fuck you guys. And he would just <laughs> yeah. do it. And he would be sweating. And Greg would be like, oh, it's fine. And we, and, and then like, he, we'd all be like, really... huh, it's faster than we thought. And I'd be sitting yeah. there like, <laughs> sweating. And then somehow, for some reason, even God. though Kevin's doing us a solid, I still got to get a good dig in. Oh, I got to do something. Just say something shitty to him that makes him just resent me more. Anyway, it offers her food. Uh, no worry. Oh, here we go. They chase her outside. Lynn picks her up in the makeshift boat. And uh, but they can't to get away from no face. But Sen calls to him. And Lynn's like, what are you doing? And she goes, I think the bathhouse is making him crazy. And he needs to get out of there. He's not a bad guy. He's just misunderstood. Uh, when the spirit jumps down, he returns to his normal form and then barfs up the last little frog uh, before he bounces. See what I did there? Frog. Bounce. Andy. Yeah, because frogs are well known for bouncing. Yeah. They you jump, throw them at the wall, they, they'll just bounce off jump. the walls. Yeah. Any animal will bounce if you they throw have. it hard enough. Yeah. Damn. Right? <laughs> they, the frogs are known for I, jumping. <laughs> Belinda, do you see why I am how I am? You can't let these jackals in for one second. <laughs> I'm just saying he's one so second. proud. Jackals. Belinda, you saw how you proud he was. Jackals. But oh, wrong. I was so proud of that. I was you know so I mean? proud of that joke. But like you uh, shouldn't be, and someone needed to tell you. And Nick and Tim wasn't going to do it. Look at him. Look nope, at him. He was what? fucking going to let it go. I, I accept your criticism. It's how I get Thank better. You. Uh, Lynn drops sent off the track so she can walk to the station with the mouse <laughs> and the fly in tow. They board the train, but the conductor looks back and he's like, is this guy coming with you? And she looks back and sees no face behind her. And she goes, yeah, he'll come too. And he goes, oh, ha, ha, ha. she goes, fine, get aboard, jump aboard. Yeah. And apparently tickets, you have four tickets. Anyone can come aboard. doesn't matter. Uh, as they ride to the next station, we're treated to more classic Ghibli scenery. It's beautiful. This is what Andy was talking about here. It's a mix of 3D for the water and then 2D for the, the backdrop. And I thought it would actually work fairly well. Cool effect. Um, and this scene is just like, I just love this whole thing because it's kind of haunting, right? Like they're just, as the train progresses, we're, we're getting treated to some nice visual storytelling where more and more people get off. And then finally, it's just her and No Face and the two little dudes uh, hanging out with her. And that they're all that's left of the passengers as they approach the final stop. Um, 
We cut back over to Haku wakes up and asks about Zen. He doesn't really remember what happened. All he remembers is he was in a bad way and he followed Zen, uh, Sen's voice back and now he's here. Kamaji tells him, you know what they call that, buddy? They call that true love. Uh, I always want. I always thought true love, uh, in my opinion, guys, I always thought true love was pooping with the door open. But I guess my wife was right all along. Uh, Yubaba is pissed. So she tells people uh, to turn Sen's parents into bacon. Uh, but Haku interrupts. His wife doesn't like it that he poops with the door open. But he mm-hmm. thinks that's how he shows closeness. To he her. thinks it's endearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not though. Yeah. That's what my wife tells me. I don't know why she doesn't like it. Fuck. <laughs> 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 These it's interviews not true are just. Love, then. <laughs> it's just one big personal story. Belinda, uh, <laughs> that, that was too far. Let me tell you guys about Laughlin, Nevada again. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, she goes. Uh, let's see. Night falls, the last on there. Haku wakes up and he's uh, anyway there. Yubaba is pissed. She tells people to turn the parents into bacon, but Haku interrupts and, and tells her something something precious of hers has been replaced. And soon she figures out, oh my god, my baby's not here. And she my, that, that baby over there is an imposter. It's really just those three dumbass heads that have been floating around that look like Nick if he could shave his head if Tim would let him, but Tim won't let him. Anyway, she freaks and uh the gold from No Face turns back to dirt, and everyone's like, damn it, we did all that for nothing. Yubaba frantically searches the baby's room and then threatens Haku with a fire breath with with her fire breath and Andy I'm always a sucker for this in animation where the character's hair goes all fucking wild uh so it goes all haywire so it can show the power that they're about to exhibit and she yeah, like Akira tattoo yeah, yeah 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 it's so cool yeah. um Haku tells her uh, the baby was taken by her sister and she goes my sister and then Haku uh, says I'll get your baby back if you agree to rip up uh, sends contract and return the whole family back to the living ro- world. Yubaba uh, agrees under one condition that if Sen, if, if everything's good, Sen has to pass one final test before she'll release her. And man, I'm telling you right now, Tim, for a second, I was like, I hope it's a test of strength, just like those the WWE program that you like to watch. You know, right. Ooh, let me tell you, brother. That's how they say it, right? And then they cut to no face and he's like, now I can retire that Just one. To be not clear, it did not get a laugh. We're <laughs> laughing. They finally at got you. his laugh. Uh, <laughs> one day the ants will get will get a laugh. We're gonna keep pounding on that pavement. Uh let's see. All that's set. It's good to go. Sen and the gang hoof it over to Zeta's house with encounter a hopping lamp, and that leads them to the cabin. I love the visuals here because when it gets to the cabin, the thing just hangs itself above the archway, the entrance, and then goes, Here you go. Uh again, Sen enters like, with no they're so good at making something that should be simple into the fucking freakiest thing you've ever seen. Creepy. Oh, a lamppost. Oh, that's cool. Oh, no. It's nope. a hand that's jumping around. Yeah. And it makes world. the same sound as the Pixar logo. Mm-hmm. And it was a reference to his homie, John Lasseter. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sen uh, enters with no face and toe, but Zaniba has been expecting them. She gives her back her gold seal and apologizes on behalf of Haku. And then Zaniba notices that he protect this protection spell is gone. And Sen's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I squashed that." And then Zaniba laughs. She's like, "That warm thing that you squashed was not my protection spell. That was put there by uh, Yubaba to control Haku. Uh, Zaniba's protective spell can only be broken by love." And I'm like, "Damn, man." And then Zaniba asks, uh, Sen asks if Zaniba will kindly change the baby and crow back into their normal form. But the old bag laughs yet again. She's like, dude, that spell wore off hours ago. They just like being like that because they're small and cute and cuddly. And they get to do that cool thing that Kevin did where they just make fun of everything that's going on. Uh, But they don't want to. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Let's see. Turns out being short in the underworld, Andy, 
is advantageous. You hear that, Tim? It's finally time for me, Andy, and Kevin to shine. It's our time. Mm-hmm. Our time now. I'm happy for you guys. Goonies, 1985. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Andy's got it. You got like Andy. 5'11", 6'2", 6'2". Sure, okay. sure, sure. 5'11", 6'2". Zaniba puts out a nice little spread and then explains to Sen that only she can help Haku and her parents, but she has to use the power of memory. And then Sen sits in the corner and really tries to use that power of memory, but she's like, I can't do it. And Zaniba now calls. She's like, call me granny. And I'm like, all right, well, we're just playing loosey-goosey with who's grandma, grandpa here. But apparently yeah. uh, Zaniba and the boiler room guy fucking got it on because they are grandma and grandpa to this whole land. Um uh, she gives her a magical hair tie uh, made from the thread that her friends have been woving, weaving over there in the corner. And you're like, wow, that's really going to come into play. And it never does. A gust of wind outside <laughs> alerts Granny to the arrival of another guest. When Sen opens the door, uh, she sees bum, ba, da, ba, uh, Haku in his dragon form. Zaniba forgives Haku for stealing her precious seal, but only if he promises to take care of Sen. Uh, Sen gives Granny a great, great big old hug and tells her her real name. She goes, my real name's Chihiro uh, before taking off into the night sky with the mouse and the fly. Where no face that's right no face is like you know what i think this granny knows how to party i'm gonna hang back here uh we're gonna let granny get some of the old wine out of the corner and we're gonna have a fucking party come back later if you guys want to you got haku when you drop her i'll come back dude this shit's gonna be raging when there's that moment where she's like oh you're so good at making string and he's just like "Uh," it's like all right (laughs) cool (laughs) cool cool uh as they fly What a terrifying cre- creature he created that like Scary doesn't come ever. from mythology. Nope. It's just some all. some freaky thing that he just was like. Dumb. Oh. I wish he just did make any noise. It would have just been so much better. <laughs> just no noise. Yeah. No face. Yeah. No noise. Tim, do we no, know who Belinda that was? It's a good question. I'll look no, it up. Belinda, here. are you saying that you wish he didn't have a voice because it would have been better in the movie, or this review would have been better? Both. Both. Okay. I frankly think Agreed. that we're doing a the personal attack on all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A personal and, attack. And frankly, on I'm upset that you haven't done your rendition of the voice. Yeah. I'm yeah. being honest with you, Belinda. You've, you've come on. Because we expect that nope. from Tim. He's not a team player. Look at him. No. Tim doesn't like your voices. Bergen is Bob the Bergen. voice. Who <laughs> is <Bob> also <laughs> the voice of. He, he's the current Porky Pig. Oh, uh, cool. You think, you think when people ask him about Spirit Away, like, hey, man, I heard you were in Spirit Away. He's like, no. No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm sure sure really that, no, he just answers in the yeah. noise. I, that's all right. I'm sure he's just like. Chihiro loses a shoe to the sea below, which which triggers a memory for her from back in the day. On a time when she was living in the real world, and she lost a shoe in a river, and she went in after it and almost drowned. But the river saved her, and she finally rem- remembers Haku's real name. She goes, you are the uh, Kohaku River. You are the spirit of the river, and someone tore that, uh, and then that river apparently was torn down to put up uh, some sort of condo complex, and you lost your memory forever, and this is bonkers. And Haku's like, shit, you're right. I totally remember that now. Awesome. Good pull. Sen and Haku returned the big, uh, the big baby uh, to y- Yabuba. Excuse That's me. exactly what he said. Yeah, yeah he was like, oh, yeah, cool. go for real. Cool. That's right, dude. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> uh, they returned the baby to Yubaba. Uh, the only thing left is to give Sen that one final test. Uh, big baby, of course, steps in and tries to step tries to stop and she's like i won't love you anymore if you do this and and but then sends like listen dude a deal's a deal even though i did not make this deal and i have zero context for this but apparently this is what i'm doing now uh yubaba takes the girl over to a group of pigs and tells her to guess which one is her mother and father uh but there must be some mistake guys you're trying to pull one over on one because the answer is c none of the above and she goes is that your final answer 
And Senna goes, that's my final answer. And then poof, the contract disappears. Sen is free. Haku wastes no time. He grabs her hand and they rush to the edge of the town. What's up? Quick question, just something I thought about right now. Uh, why is the big baby wearing the outfit that he is wearing? Well, oh, he's just in like a where it was like just, a it's literally just covers on the back? his yeah. buns out, dude. But like, you, is you, that a thing? Is that what how babies like wear clothes in Japan? Well, if your baby's got a cute butt, why not? You got a cute butt baby. I don't think this is a hill you want to die on, Nick. No, no, no. I'm just saying like. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying like right now you have the cute. chance to take that back. You know what I mean? Come on. They show the cute baby butt, even though it's giant. And you had to imagine when a kikis is just easier to clean up. They just they they grab that big. I have a feeling that, that it splits everything in half, brush. like a play-doh. You know, one of those play-doh machines. Ew! Yeah. It just comes out like brown. Yeah. Now, yeah, Belinda, you wanted this. Um, let's Did see. I... Uh, Haku wastes no time. He spirits. Uh, sent away over to the edge of town. Spirits away. And then exactly. Oh, and and we the really water, are the last of us. We are the last of us. The water has now disappeared and been re- replaced by the lush greenery from earlier. Uh, Chihiro doesn't want to leave, but Haku assures her that he'll be fine. He's got his name back now. No more being uh, Yubaba's servant. Uh, Chihiro climbs over the hill and spots her parents waiting down below like nothing happened. They walk down the long hallway and discover that the car is there but guess what guys was it a dream all along no because the car is covered with like a week's worth of dust and and, and which is and, terrifying because they're gonna get there crazy. all their stuff is probably gonna be sitting in their house and they're gonna be like oh weird and then later they're gonna be like wait a week went by what happened and she's gonna tell them and they're gonna be like i don't you're believe insane you, our child's insane no- there's mm-hmm. no rational explanation. Oh my god, it'll be exactly like Wizard of Oz going to Return of Oz, where she exactly. has this crazy adventure. She tells the parents, and the next thing you know, they put her in a mental hospital. Okay, Good. but the difference, Tim, is time passed in this movie, and it didn't pass in that movie. So in that one, it makes sense for them to be like, what? That's impossible. In this one, they're like, what happened to that week? It's just like the end of Contact. Um, let's see. Chihiro takes the camera, one. Tim, fun. remember the camera? It's like mm-hmm. 18 hours of footage. Uh, Jahira takes one final look into the darkness of the tunnel behind her. Her mom calls after her and tells her not to get, she's like, uh, not to be scared of getting in the car and going to their new place. And then Jahira runs out of frame. We hear her get into the car. Uh, And we watch from the point of the perspective of the car as the tunnel disappears into the distance. And as they head back down the dirt road, her father tries once again to reassure her saying, Hey, new home, new school. It is a bit scary Uh, to which Jahira replies. I think I can handle it. The end. The end. I got that shit. Don't worry. Give me a little about Hoku that. in review. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. His name is Haku. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Lee Polero did. Parents are fat pigs. New boyfriend is a river. It's been a weird week. <laughs> good one homebrew coffee crazy week dude homebrew coffee says is this a fast film theft a four-wheel drive audi and they be hungry hungry yeah. i do love that they got they actually have the audi symbol in this i, I thought that was a weird like product placement <laughs> oh, that was awesome i was like I was maybe got like, some money oh, from audi. Okay. fuck yeah dude make some money yeah it's a cool car though andrew feisner says parents be gluttons if exists the milk mommy so does pork daddy <laughs> oh, yeah, who? Which one? Who's God. Pork Daddy? Is that Greg? Greg be Pork Daddy? I don't. Know. Yeah, let's make Greg be Pork Daddy. Can we, just, can we just have a Pork Daddy come naturally? Like, let's not force it. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, we never force jokes here. Kind of funny. 
Against Andy our, had those ants like doing fucking, the whole thing. <laughs> Damn it, Nick! I had a good transition <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a little MVP action right now. The list goes: uh, Yeah, cool from Princess Mononoke at number one, which is an excellent call. Just want to say, uh, number two, the Dope Daddy from Totoro. Uh, number three, Fujiko from Castle of Cagliostro. Number four, Fio from Porco Rosso. Number five, the Pirate slash Dola from Castle in the Sky. Number six, Osono from Kiki. And number seven, Taito from Nazika. Uh, I would like to nominate No Face, and my reasoning being, uh, yeah, no, uh, but he's he's fucked up, Kevin. Yeah, no, 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 No Face, No, no Face. face. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for this one. I mean, it's got to be Boiler Guy. It's got to be Boiler Man. Yeah. I, I, think, I agree. I just still think, uh, damn it, Haku? Yeah, Haku? Yeah. I think Haku I mean, Lin, is the guy. Like, he's the guy. Lin was pretty good, too. Oh, Lin's pretty good, too. Lin's fine. I feel like, like she was content with her staying there for her entire life. You know? Yeah. And I, th- I feel I like Haku was the one that was like, I mean, I don't know. The, the Boiler Guy did definitely help. And... He also came in clutch, but I feel like the connection for Boiler Guy and uh, our main protagonist here was made by Hoku, you know. Being like, but but I feel like dude. whenever we are giving out MVP, it has to be to somebody who isn't sort of this main character. And he, he, even though, granted, Haku isn't in a lot of the movie because he's mostly in bird form, just kind of hurt and stuff. I still feel like he's kind of. I feel like he's kind of the co-star, along I don't, with. I, don't, I think he's. He's definitely like he's the secondary story where like he's off on a journey. We could get a different movie from his perspective. And I think that'd be interesting to see what he's doing on the side. I, want, I, I just want to see her and Haku meet up again. I'm really sad that you don't think like, she went to the river afterwards. Like as an adult would go and hang out where the at, I guess. Yeah, the but, apartment you're, but you're not going to see shit in the real world, bro. Yeah, but you're she'll feel the it, water, you know. Anyway, I think it's boiler guy. Belinda, who do you think it is? I think it's Kamaji, Boiler Dude. Boiler I'm Dude going, it is. Where are, we putting, boiler dude. where are we putting Fucking Boiler Dude? I, I say right under Fio from Porco Rosso. I'm down for that. So yeah. above Who's the above? Oh, above the Pirates? The pirates. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm boiler Guy. Spirited. Just the good way. Just a cook. Um, now it's time to rank the movies. Currently, number one, Princess Mononoke. Number two, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Number three, My Neighbor Totoro. Number four, Kiki's Delivery Service. Number five, Castle of Cagliostro. Number six, Porco Rosso. And number seven, Castle in the Sky. Where y'all want to put this one? Spirited away. Above Totoro? Let's hear I want to go right here, guys. Remember, remember um, let me bring you back to a little indie film called Avengers Endgame. Iron Man looks over at Doctor Strange. And he's like, is this the one? And he goes, number one. And number one, really? Number no, one. yeah, no. no I agree no. with I Nick, actually. And here's my thing, guys. Like, last week I saw Princess Mononoke, and I'm like, this is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. I still stand by. Princess Mononoke is more of my favorite. Spirited Away is better. Number one. Wow. No. Yeah, uh, boy, right, Tim, well, get on the right side of history. Come on, guys. Are you serious Over right Mononoke? now? Come on. Come on. Damn, Over Mononoke? Here's my thing. I love... Mononoke is dope as fuck. So fucking dope. So fucking dope. And it's Great. like everything I love about a movie. But this 
reminds me of those 80s movies and early 90s movies of being a kid and i'm an adult watching this and it's like fucking bringing me back to that like it's not just nostalgic it's like transporting me into the world now and i love that i didn't know that was possible and there's just it every single element of this movie comes together in a way that just feels different than anything we've seen before whereas i think princess mononoke to me is just a 10 out of 10 version of things we've seen before yeah but i, I don't both think, very close both I don't are think fucking different awesome. means better is all i'm saying I, I, I am much different. I am much better. more. Uh, um, I am much more on the side of the story that is sort of this environmentalist story, where even the bad guys aren't necessarily bad guys, and they have motives that they're trying to survive as well, and they're mm-hmm. trying to knock down these forests yeah. uh, in order to keep their kind uh, alive and stuff. I just prefer that story along with the two protagonists. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think Mononoke is just so much more enthralling, whereas this movie just. And I, it, this movie got me emotionally at the end, but it's still kind of just everything thrown at the wall, yeah. and you enjoy it because it looks beautiful. And that's I think I like Spirited Away because it's more of a hero's journey and touches on more of an internal conflict and then an, and then an external conflict. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a lot less violence, which is but always does more it touch more on, on an internal? Because I feel like all of it is based off of like things affecting this main character who doesn't change the entire time, right? She stays who she is. And I feel like, like she doesn't. I think that's the whole point of the end and her being like... Oh, she's uh, braver? Yeah, well, she. they were like, you don't have to give her the test. She's like, no, give me the test. I got it. Whereas, yeah. like, in the beginning, she was just so, like, you know, Wouldn't the moment the where she... Yeah, and then the moment she can't stand up, I took that as like I can't, like I can't do this. There's too much pressure. Like mm-hmm. she has to save everyone. She has to save Haku. She has to have to save her parents, and she just does all of that. And in the beginning, when she's in the car, because we like the scene in the car, she's just like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. I want to stay. Why do we have to leave? And she's like very whiny. And um, at the end, she feels more in control of um, kind of the unknown that she's going into. And I find. Mm-hmm that a really compelling story a lot. I like it too. It's more cerebral, right? I think Princess Mononoke is, there's no disrespect to that. It's a very, very beautifully, perfectly done film. Um, mm-hmm. But it, this is a little bit more of a thinker, and I think it uses the medium a little bit in, in more new and crazy, weird ways. Just like those 80s movies back in the day where you'd watch them, Timmy, like, I don't quite grasp this because either it's, either maybe it's too bananas for me or maybe it's just a little too deep for me where I think this has a lot, a lot more depth to it. And uh, again, Mononoke has a tremendous amount of depth, but I just feel like this is, this is a little bit more um, art than Mononoke was. Mononoke to me was a little bit more like kind of classic Hollywood storytelling. Um, and I just, I just vibed with this, man. I just, I just like that. It reminds me of li- literally the end of Time Bandits where this poor kid has been put through this whole thing and he, his house burns down and you think, okay, well, that's the worst that's going to happen to him. But then no, his parents have been turned into lobsters. And then the movie ends. Yeah. They never save the parents this kid is just fucked and that like that kind of stuff sits with you you know like i don't know why i'm i mean you know that i gotta un- unpack that we gotta peel that onion a little every, bit and every time I you say myself that doing here. every time you say that makes me want to watch time bandits which it's I've great seen. it's cool so andy, andy where would you put it on the list i'll put this uh above kiki's so under totoro no i'll put it above totoro <laughs> right, andy we're in the so same under nausicaa yeah, under Nasuga. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The new ranking of Miyazaki's movies so far. Number one, Spirited Away. 
Number two, Princess Mononoke. Number three, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Number four, My Neighbor Totoro. Number five, Kiki's Delivery Service. Number six, Castle of Cagliostro. Number seven, Porco Rosso. And number eight, Castle in the Sky. Uh, next week, we are doing Howl's Moving Castle. Only three left. Exciting times for everyone. Remember, next week, uh, we're doing Tuesday for Howl's Moving Castle. And then Friday for the new Mulan movie on Disney+. Plus. Um, all of that's very exciting stuff. Until next time.